Player prop. Hey, hello everyone. Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. Welcome to this week's episode of PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, clearproptv.com, paratalk.org. Chucky Wright is with us, episode 69, season two. I cannot believe that we're in season two, episode 69. We're just rolling. I mean, next week is, oh my goodness. Next week is going to be episode 70, and that's May. I cannot believe, May is coming up. My goodness gracious, that is insane. If you guys have not done so already, please go over to ppgzone.com and register for a free account. You don't have to be a paramotor pilot. You don't need to be an instructor. Just if you want to learn more about paramotors and because you are registered on ppgzone.com, we are going to start adding you to the spinny wheel of winning things, meaning that you do not have to actually be listening or be watching the show and you can actually win stuff. Isn't that awesome? And of course, every single time that I've been doing this intro, something happened. So I'm not, I'm not gonna do it no more. This is it. You, this, you're gonna hear the intro. Uh, I don't care what else happens. The, the house can, can fall down. I don't care. Anyway, uh, episode 69. Hey, did you know also too that I quit my job? I think that you do. You probably do. I have no job anymore. I do not work for the man. I work for myself. I am going 100% full throttle. Do you like that? Full throttle? 100% full throttle being an instructor for paramotors. We have a school, ArkansasParamotor.com, and we are going to be working on that webpage. Matter of fact, see, I'm telling you, there's just way too many too many things going on over here, um, which means that I have more time to deal with paramotors, more time to, to, to learn about paramotors. So we are also building up paramotorcollege.com, which will be an online college of pretty much everything that you need to learn how to paramotor before you get to an instructor, meaning the school online is just so you have the basic knowledge before you go see an instructor and, and you can see any instructor it's not just me but because i'm in arkansas pretty much central united states it's pretty much it's easy to get to me absolutely anyway let's go ahead and get on the show uh paramotorguest.com you can see him this week uh, on his channel on YouTube, or you can just search for Chucky Wright on YouTube. He also have, has an Instagram. Go to clearproptv.com and you'll be able to learn all about Chucky, learn all about our past guests, and all about everyone here on the panel. Without further ado, have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. And here we go with episode 69, season two, Chucky Wright flying to McDonald's on his paramotor. I love it when we are live. Well, hello everyone. Happy Monday, says Flying Jade. That is so awesome. 
We are here live, not Memorex. So welcome to ClearProp TV. This is going to be a really awesome podcast. So we're very glad that you're here. Uh, let me introduce everyone on the panel real quick. We got uh, Eric at ppglear.com. Uh, he's going to help with the questions. So if you have any questions, make sure you say hi in the chat. We also got Flying Flamingo Jade. You can find her at paramotorgirl.com. JP Tulo, he's going to be taking care of you guys, putting in the spinning wheel of winning things. Make sure you check him out at jptulo.com and pbgjp.com. What'd you say? I see you doing this. I don't know what that is all about. Hurry up. Okay. No, that was got... the, that's the spinning motion. I'm spinning oh, the, the spinning, wheel. Oh, the spinning wheel. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> then we got uh, Will Fly. He's going to be looking at the, I guess, the chat tonight and uh, keeping up with you guys. That's awesome. You can find him at willflyppg.com. Linda Anderson, she's our cheerleader tonight. You got your pom-poms? She's got her pom-poms. All right. And uh, she is the person that you need to get up with if you want to be on the show. You can find her at paramomusa.com. We also got Never Trust a Skinny Chef, Shane. Welcome, Shane. He is our resident comedian. He also flies paramotors, and he cooks a lot. I guess that's because of his name, Never Trust a Skinny Chef, Shane. You can find him at ppgshane.com. Tonight, our guest, which is, this is going to be so cool, and I so thank you for joining us tonight. We have uh, Chucky Wright, or Charles Wright, whichever way you want to uh, say his name. He says, I can just call me either one. So I think I'll call you Chucky. I like Chucky. It sounds good. It sounds like a good movie that I like. Uh, and anyways, if you guys want to find him uh, real quick, make sure you go to Paramotor Guest dot com and it'll go to his youtube channel matter of fact look at the links down below you're going to see the flying to mcdonald's on my paramotor that's the one that we're going to be talking about tonight so checky Wright, welcome to the show thanks for having me man absolutely now you're going to be driving home tonight in your car so we got you in the car and then you're going to uh, switch over to your computer later is that correct i'll try to transition to it and if i can't i'll just stay on my phone that sounds fine. That's no problem at all. We appreciate you. So um, anyway, if you want to watch us, make sure you go to clearproptv.com, and you're probably listening to us on paratalk.org. All right, uh, Chucky, do me a favor. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and all, this, well, all the cool things that you are involved in. I mean, you're, you do weights, you do extreme sports. What are the cool things that you do? So um, I work at an automotive company. Uh, I work on braking systems. It's called ZF Automotive. Um, do electrical on the side and uh, kind of get into my hobbies. Um, they range everywhere from I do powerlifting, uh, men's physique. I've done Ninja Warrior. I've done um, every kind of board sport you could possibly think of, mate, pr primarily um, surfing, snowboarding, and skateboarding. Um, I free dive, which is diving extremely deep and holding your breath. I also scuba dive. Um, also paramotor and... Um, ride motorcycles and i mean there's a bunch more out there i'm just trying to think them off the top of my head i do parkour free running all that kind of stuff gymnastics i mean every kind of sport you think of that's kind of extreme um i've either tried it or i'm still currently doing it well you've, you've done a lot so far and you also did a little paramotoring what do you think about paramotoring compared to all your other sports have you done um first getting into it um it's definitely a more nerve-wracking sport i guess if I mean, I'm not scared of heights, but I guess for someone that's not very acclimated to being up higher, not very comfortable with it, it was definitely a little uh, 
nervous for my first flight after that i mean you get jitters every here and there like my third fourth flight and then after that it started to kind of go away and you you gain confidence until you have something a little sketchy happen and then you kind of you kind of put yourself back a couple steps and yeah, i don't know it's uh it's it's intimidating at first it's a very intimidating thing to look at from the outside in when you're not in the sport well i'm looking at um i went to paramotorguest.com and I see your YouTube channel. It looks like there's a lot of cool things on there right now. Uh, you have 18,000, 18.6 thousand subscribers. So uh, you have a lot of peeps that are watching you and looking at your videos, looks like you have over a thousand uh, views on your last one with your one wheel. So uh, if you guys haven't, make sure you go to paramotorguest.com, subscribe to Chucky Wright's YouTube, and his Instagram is also down below here on the video. So make sure you go check him out. We're going to scroll over real quick on your videos and find your famous video of flying to McDonald's on your paramotor. And we're going to go through that uh, tonight. But before we do that, um, tell us a little bit about um, uh, some of these really cool uh sports that you've done you've done um motorsports you said i've done dirt bikes um yeah motocross uh did a lot of uh, autocross racing um i had an evo 9 that i did autocross with i did it in my bends too as well at an amg um drag racing um drifting in terms of other motorsports uh i guess motorized boards like longboard stuff like that but I'm trying to think of other motorsports i've done um there's really doesn't seem like there's much that you have yeah, yeah, done. To, I mean, not many more. I mean, quads and stuff like that, but nothing crazy with that. Just kind of trail riding and stuff. So yeah, no, mainly just dirt bikes car and cars, like the different aspects of cars, what you can do with that. So, so uh, real quick too, do you, did you get your, like your general aviation's pilot's license or are you just going to stick with paramount or what? Um, I am planning on getting my aviation license actually. Um, this coming, uh, April when I turn 27 is when I actually plan on taking that whole course course accelerated in about a month. So you, that, that was next, another next thing I was going to ask time. you. That's another yeah, thing yeah. I was going to ask you how old you were. So you're 26 now. Correct. I just turned 26. Okay. So you got a year before you get your GA. License. Yes. Cool. Um, you paramotor. Have you thought about going to any um, fly-ins or anything like that? I have. Well, there's a couple that are happening in Michigan. I don't know if it's like, it's called Clearwater. Um, um, I think that's one of the ones, whatever uh, Fly Michigan PPG puts on. Um, I saw their little event thing. So I'm going to try to go to that. I'm a little timid on it, but um, I'm sure they'll be friendly and welcoming, even though I've had, you know, a lot of them, a lot of the uh, older people in the community not been too fond on some of my videos. So it's, you know, one of those, do I show up and I get ridiculed or do I show up and they're all pretty cool. So we'll see. I'm still going to go regardless. I think that the paramotor community is really kind um, we want to make sure that, you know, everyone that flies is safe and, uh, you know, makes a, you know, a good name for the sport and stuff. Yep. And you self-trained, is that correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, unfortunately. But you, also, but you also plan on going to Aviator PPG, right? I do. This winter, I do plan on going there. Okay. So you want to just get up there and start to fly. And now you're like, okay, there's a lot of things that I really need to know. And unfortunately, there's a lot of things that you don't know because you just don't know, right? Um, I guess we can run through your paramotor video. Now, you saw Tucker Gott flying to McDonald's on his paramotor. I think everyone 
has seen, seen it. Yeah. Everyone saw that. And you're like, okay, I'm going to fly a paramotor and fly to McDonald's on my paramotor. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Before we start showing your video, uh, we're, we're going to do a screen share. Um, just so everyone knows, there's a lot of things that Chucky has done wrong, and we talked about this. And the reason why he's on this podcast is to go over this. And we're gonna we we, we want him to to feel welcome into the community, and we want to make sure that the questions that we ask him are questions that you know are kind. You know, ask him questions, but just be kind about it. Um, we got the moderators in the background, so you know, don't be mean. But we're going to be uh, showing your paramotor flying to McDonald's on your paramotor. And as we um, play this, can you do me a little favor and kind of let us know what's going on um, and what you're thinking? And Yeah, for sure. What's going on in my mind when I'm doing all this stuff? For sure. Absolutely. So there we go. We're going to fly to McDonald's. And um, I have not been to McDonald's in about... 12 years and not ordered anything from their menu because I don't really <laughs> like to eat fast food. Now, you don't eat fast food because you're a bodybuilder. You work out. I just don't touch it because I don't like touching fast food to begin with. I quit pop and fast food all in all 12 years ago, so I've not touched a single soda in the past 12 years or fast food. So that's the reason why you decide to get an apple pie and water because... Yeah, yeah. Closest thing to, like, naturals can be. Exactly. Now, when you started to do this video, did you think, I'm going to try to do this uh, very similar to Tucker Gott's video, or did you have a different, you know, way that you wanted to do this video? Honestly, I didn't, I saw his way of doing it. I didn't really think anything, like, miraculous of it. Like, like I had, I didn't really have the correct setup to do it the way he did it. I don't live in the kind of location that he lives in to do it. So I kind of just worked with, all I did was I went to maps. I looked at where I could take off from, what would be the closest distance to it, and then where I could land at the, you know, the nearest McDonald's with the, the largest open field. So um, I, that's what I did. And I didn't really even watch his video entirely, which I probably should have. It would have benefited me a little bit. But I just kind of did it my own way. I just watched him take off and land. And then I kind of just clicked out of the video. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. He got McDonald's. You know, he flew there, and that's all I cared about. And then I'm like, let me go recreate my own thing. But I didn't get into paramotoring. Um or I didn't want to make this video strictly based off him. I was going to fly somewhere. I was actually planning on going to Chick-fil-A before he even went there. And um, I couldn't do it because it's all over a huge city. So I couldn't fly over, you know, all the, the houses and whatnot. So, no, I kind of just, I winged it. I knew what exactly where I needed to land. I picked out the spots on the map. And I knew I was just going to walk through there, order, go back, set up, and take off. And that was my goal. Just go there, come back, and that was it. Did you look on Google Maps? Correct. To see, you know, how much room there was. And then you went over to McDonald's or did you just fly there? Did you, you know, check out McDonald's before you landed or what? So I, I know this McDonald's, like I passed it like all the time going to the highway. So I know the McDonald's, I know that field behind it. I know how big the actual field is. So I looked on the map exactly where I could fly to get to this field. And then um, I kind of just mapped it out on the maps and I'm like, I know how to get there. It's like, you can literally see it from once I get to like a thousand feet, you can see the location. I'm like, it's not too difficult to get to. It was maybe like three or four miles, maybe five. Mm -hmm. And it, it seemed like a pretty straightforward operation. So I didn't really seem there was going to be any, uh, any, uh, incidents per se. So. Looks like you have a huge field here to land, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. I had, I had a decent amount of field there. So I wasn't really worried about the landing or takeoff. 
Um, anybody in, on the panel have any questions or do we have any questions in the chat that we need to address? How long there is a question? What? Two people said something at once right there. How long of a trip was it? How long of a flight? Uh, to get there, I was chilling. It's maybe like 12, 15 minutes. Oh, nothing. So maybe a couple miles. Yeah. That wing doesn't go very quick. It's, you know, like I said, a little big for me. Lost decor. Yeah, 30. So it's, like I said, huge for my size. On a side note, uh, I think there's they just released a core, too. Um, oh, did they? Yeah, just since we're talking paramotors. Um, I just saw Blackhawk, yeah. So I saw that. But anyways, McDonald's. Were you planning on going in? I was. I couldn't because my uh, they weren't allowing customers to come in. I was going to walk in there with everything on besides my wing. That would have been a good thumbnail. Because <laughs> I was going to get a picture of myself standing at the counter with everything on, with my food in my hand. That would have been awesome. You could you could have got your burger, uh, or you could have stopped at that Exxon over there, topped off, came over here, went through drive through. You could have just done a lot of stuff. Yeah, you could have. Honestly, there's a Tim Hortons right next door too. You should have gotten someone to get a picture of you standing at the drive through with your your paramotor on your back, man. That would have <laughs> been viral on Instagram. No, it's not like he can't do that. <laughs> Still, I mean, you yeah. Still oh, yeah. Mm. All right, Sean knows go I got some I got some ideas coming up. Awesome, dude, yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> you can hear in her voice. She, she's completely they baffled because they have a video. All right, you're told it's gonna be one point six at the first window. All right, thank you. Yeah, you know right. you know they're watching the it going. Hmm. Uh, yeah, of course. You should have done this on it with a trike. <laughs> Then oh, that would have just, been difficult. Allowed. You could have just, you know, rolled through. I don't try. Yeah, I don't know how trikes work yet. So in terms of landing in that field, I feel like that wasn't enough space. In the water. Yep. Try not to make eye contact with you. <laughs> I flew here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be a different way to get food. Thanks. You too. I'm sure that person in front of you is like, what is done is walk through McDonald's drive through. <laughs> yeah, that person in front of you is probably like, what is going on? Now you said that there was some uh, questions in the in the chat. Anybody want to ask those questions? There we go. I'm on now. <laughs> yeah, I had I had a question um, about the uh, Chucky. If you don't mind, I can see you know it's daylight, but could you talk yeah. a little bit about the conditions that you flew in at the time? For sure. The winds. So I took off um, going into the west, and the winds were coming out of the west at about seven, eight miles an hour with gusts up to 11. So nothing crazy. And then on my way back, what it said, at least on my little meter, I didn't show it in the video, but I checked and it was about five mile an hour winds um, still coming out of the west. So I actually kind of took off at an angle with the wind. I against the wind kind of, if that makes sense. So it was kind of behind me, but kind of at the side of myself too. So um, I had low winds though throughout the entire flight, weather was probably 48 degrees, something like that, 45 degrees. So who's this helping you out? So actually this guy is the guy that was in Tucker God's video that ran into the, the power lines. What? Yeah, he Just saw me from the McDonald's drive-thru and that's 
Um, I added him on Facebook, but yeah, he's he's the one where he's just flying across that um that uh, farm field, and he he hit the he, he went to turn left at like the last second, and he hit the power lines. Is this Santa? I don't know what his name is, or I don't not sure his exact name. I can look it up on Facebook, but um, I mean, is this the Santa guy that um, had the trike and went into the power lines? Or no, this- no, 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 no. He was he was in a um, a foot launch. He um fuck I can't. Mm. This is the one not, that that someone was. This was one of the crash videos, guys. This is one of Tucker's. Like he's reviewing the crash videos on people that sent him in clips. He's the one okay. that hit the power line and like went down pretty hard. Okay, I remember that one. All right, that's he cool that you met up with him. He just saw me and he's like, "Hey, you need a hand, whatever." And I'm like, "Yeah, for sure." Like he's what like, yeah, "I just got off of that." I know yeah. what are the odds. He just got out of the sport because of that injury, so he's kind of said he's still kind of scared and timid to get back into it. Ah. And go figure, nothing bad had happened to me yet until we start having the series of unfortunate events here right now. Dude, he just poured all his bad luck on you. Couldn't <laughs> let him touch your wing. Yep, he delivered. Well, it looked like it was an easy launch. Now, I, I assume that you did not fly over all this. You turned and went back, or did you go over the parking lot? Oh, I went over the parking lot. That was wrong. I'm aware of that part. All right, let's go ahead and listen. Now this is where you had your motor out. So what happened here was uh, my throttle cable actually somehow slipped or moved back too far in between the cage and it hit my prop, as you guys see later in the video. Well, I guess you were not too far away from anything. And I guess... um, I guess you had a pretty safe landing. Looks like a... Yeah, no issue there. All right, so what were you thinking here? Wow, that was weird. I don't know what I hit. What I'm thinking here, right before I go to look at whatever uh, had occurred, was I-, I knew something hit in the back. I'm like, something was loose, something hit. I thought it was my uh, my pull start cable that nicked the, the prop. But I looked over to my left, and I saw that it was still stowed away. So I knew it was my throttle cable as I was coming in for the landing. I already knew it. Oh, you already knew it? Really? Hope I, I I, yeah, the prop. I, I, I'm like, there's nothing else I could have hit it. Please, God, don't let me tell me I broke my prop. Oh, kill switch. I shredded my wire. How did I do that? So you shredded a, your kill switch. So it killed the motor. And it killed the motor. So, all right. So if it killed the motor and you chipped a prop, you decided to <laughs> fly anyway? As the, video, as the video shows, I, right. on that day, I decided to uh, make that horrible decision continue to fly. Correct. Would yeah. you Would you do you say that? horrible decision, but I've been there. You know, you've, you've got a mission, and I don't know. Everybody's poking fun, but I understand uh, the mindset of you. You know, you're out there, you're flying, and you're not going to let a little thing like that. You know, I... Right. I'm not saying what you know it was the right call, but I, I can understand why you made it. My goal is to get there back, and I pretty much was going to do it yeah. regardless of what was going on. I understand. Well, you're going to have these in uh, flying, so it didn't all just go according to plan. Let's get set back up. 
hopefully this thing has enough uh, prop left. I can see that it's split. You can see my old epoxy job. I'm gonna have to take this off again. Take this into work and reseal this entire wing. Sand it back down, re-epoxy it. Gosh dang it. That blows, man. All right, well, it is what it is, so. Honestly, um, I've chipped a, a prop that looks similar to that, and I kept on going. So I, I don't think that it was horrible to, to go, you know, out like that. I tested it. Like, I did the, I, I, I did the, um, what do you want to call it? Yeah, you know, power, whatever. Revved it up when I was, you know, standing face to the ground, pre-flight pre stuff. And I had plenty of force. It felt pretty similar as if my prop wasn't chipped. So I figured if they can push me down like that, I, it can get, it can pull me off the ground. All right. So did you reset up or? So here I kind of just quickly reset up. I did not take my time. I was already kind of getting annoyed after like realizing that I was kind of pissed. I wasn't thinking completely straight. And then obviously, as you see, I got back up. I was, my main goal was to make sure that I had my throttle cable in my hand the entire time. But since it nicked the cable, it had a constant, maybe like quarter inch more tension on that line. So it was at a, a higher idle the entire time, regardless of anything. So that's why you'll see later on in the video what happens. Kind of looks over here on the corner of it your is. wing. It is. That it's tied yep. up just a little bit. You are um, correct. So, you know, for people that are just starting this paramotor thing or looking to get into this and they see, you know, all these issues that are going on, uh, what is something that we could have done to make sure that this cravat did not happen? You're asking me or everyone else? Um, I guess anybody, but pr pretty much you. What, what, what could you do differently? So pro probably have put my gear down, um, actually gone out there, walked, and laid out my wing correctly rather than just picking it up and allowing the wind to kind of set it down and not double-checking the corner when I lifted it up. Were you able to, uh, to, was there enough wind to like build a wall or? No, no, there really wasn't. I was just, I was able to pick it up like, like maybe two or three feet and then just set it back down. I'm like, all right, looks, looks good enough. So like, you know, it'll fold out whatever lines that are not, you know, completely good right there. As long as my A's are on top, there's no tangles. So I didn't really do my due diligence on that. Hey, Sean, Eric's yeah. got a bunch of, or got a couple of questions. Sure. Yeah, yeah I, I got some. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of work around some of them a little bit, but uh, on, on your self training, what uh, did did you have any issues with self training? No, I got a decent amount of info from multiple channels. Whether it be, I mean, I, not not maybe not you guys not really like some of the people, but Tucker's one of them. I got some pretty good informative stuff. Judson's another one that Del Sanchez guy that not everyone probably likes. Um, and then the other bald dude, I'm trying to think of his name, who uh, is yeah. really aggressive, like the Harley dude, um, who only likes to fly those um, air concept, air tops, whatever, whatever those ones are called. God, what's his name? He trains the out of Florida, flat, I think, too. Flat tops? No, what the heck fresh, is his name? Fresh Freeze? Fresh yes. Freeze, yeah, yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah. Kurt. oh Captain Kurt. Captain Kurt. Yeah, that guy. So I got, I got a decent amount of, like, ground experience from them, and then – um, I watched enough people, you know, kind of showing, but not showing at the same time how to take off saying, Hey, this isn't an a per, uh, instructional video. This is more or less, you know, uh, YouTube, uh, how I do this stuff. So I just went based off their videos and that's how I kind of learned. Where did but you I, 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 go ahead. Purchase your equipment from Jackie? 
I bought it off Marketplace off a guy who lives like an hour from my work. Um, he had one takeoff and had like a butt landing and he uh, kind of got scared of the sport, had a one hour on all the gear. So I was just, I stole it from my saw Marketplace for like 20 minutes and I said, I'll take it. And it's Blackhawk stuff, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Brand new stuff. I'm, I'm looking at this wing and this yep. is what a lot of people are afraid of is yeah. to have, you know, their wing all, you know, crumpled up, but you took off, you were flying fine and uh, you landed fine with, with this. Um, yep. you know, uh, so how did it feel? Did you even, did it even feel different? Did it even feel? Yeah. Like it felt like my car's alignment was off. It was pulling to the right super hard as obviously, but I wasn't like worried or really nervous or scared. I could tell that I had enough of the wing to actually have, uh, d just cause the wind was so low that day. I really wasn't worried because I had enough of the cells inflated way more than three quarters of it. So even though that edge is very important, I wasn't necessarily scared or worried. I was just pulling left brake to go straight the entire time. There's a, a saying um, in aviation where you never stop flying the aircraft. And I think you did a, an excellent job at that. Um, there's a video on my channel. Uh, what's my channel, Sean? Uh, JP2Low.com and PJP.com. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a video on that where it's, uh, I think it's titled uh, PPG Cravat Takeoff or something like that, where I was with a buddy. Um, no disrespect to you, Lance. But uh, he took off and had a, an even smaller cravat than that, and he completely forgot to, to fly the aircraft. And he essentially flew into the ground because he saw this, you know, that the wingtip was folded in and just his, his brain went blank. He forgot all of his training. He forgot everything. Um, so it's – and it's that's one of those things where you don't – know how you're going to react to a situation like that until it happens to you because you can go through all the training you know and think about what you would do but actually being in the air and seeing that above you uh you know having that situation unfold while you're flying is you know it's a, a it's a different thing to actually be sitting in the in the, the pilot seat while that's happening versus to be behind your keyboard and think about what you would do while it's happening so uh, props to you for you know continuing to fly the aircraft so Oh, absolutely. Also, uh, on your training, did you do anything with uh, when you were looking into it, anything with airspace or um, the the FAR 103 or anything like that? So I live on Grozeal, which is a little island down south. Just kind of sum up your question. Um, I have, it's a huge airport. And I had talked to the uh, the airport manager, the guy who oversees the grounds. And he basically said there was one other guy that paramos out of here. And he said that he's going to designate a spot for paramotors. So after I kind of found that out and I found out there's plenty of open area and water to fly over. And I'm like, Oh, thermals aren't really a huge factor over water. That's what kind of like forced me. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get into the sport. Cause I, I live right across the street from the airport, literally 0.2 miles. I could just fly out whenever I want and I can go, you know, flying to all these random islands out here over the water. And there's no really, you know, there's the, the cap was, I think, 3,500 feet right above that airport. So, I mean, I have plenty of altitude that I can go fly within. And there was plenty of, um, um, what do you want to call it, flyable area. That's why I kind of like, okay, this, this sport can work out at, according to where I live right now. This will work. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's nice that you can fly so close. How many flights do you have now? Um, 14, 13. Great. I've been doing it now, what would it be, seven months, I guess. I had 15 hours of kiting before I took my first flight. That's, I, I know that. Do you have a flotation on your 
I do. I have two. I have two um, inflates, and I have a uh, reserve too. Awesome! Thrilled to hear that because I'm sure you know. Uh, one of the the top killers is you would think it would be falling out of the sky, and you it's know, water. <laughs> yeah, it's water. It's getting going down in water and getting tangled in those lines. It's uh unbelievable how quickly it can happen. Um, we have a couple guys that have gone to SIV courses and landed in water um, under reserve. And I think Sean and uh, Brian, Shane, um, all you guys will agree that uh, it's misleading, you know, how fast you can get tied up underwater like that. Absolutely. Have you ever pulled big ears yet when you have flown? I actually tried that on my last flight when I, uh, like three weeks ago, it was when you're pulling, um, not your brakes. Isn't it when you're pulling your, um, your, uh, your sea lines back, both of them down? No, no your oh. outermost A's. Nope. Then I didn't do it. I had not flop around like Mickey Mouse yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that happens when you pull big ears, you can see that, you know, um, uh, 25% on both sides of your wing basically flop down uh, and if you think about it with that cravat that that you had that was less than 25 percent so when you yeah, pull big if you pull the big ear just on one side that's kind of what it feels like i guess to to have a cravat okay and had you done that it, there's a good chance it might have popped that cravat out but you know this is just one of those things you don't know if you don't know and, exactly uh, i had no idea exactly but, i mean it, it wasn't necessarily dangerous i mean that's whatever no, and th this whole thing is is just a learning experience. So here you are, you had the cravat, and now you're landing. Sounds like your motor is really running kind of high. Yeah, you can hear that throttle kind of stuck still. So I'm kind of trying to muscle using my legs to keep myself up while trying to take off my equipment and hold it from my hands not going back there. And then everyone was flipping out about obviously my hands going back there, but I know the speed of the prop, how it was spinning. I was like, you know, if it taps me right now, I've, I've touched it before at this rate. It's not going to, it's not going to rip me apart because I've touched it before at this rate. So I already kind of knew. Dude, I think at that point, everyone had just decided to gang up on you because you I know, know. Times I've Felt stuck like in my stuff in my prop. You have a clutched well, unit. It wasn't well, this, this is a good thing to, to talk about right now. What happens if something like this happens and your motor's not turning off. So what are some things that we can do to kill the motor while you're on this side of uh, the motor on the harness side? Um, um, you got your spark plug. You got the spark yeah. plug. You got, you can pinch the fuel line. You can pinch the fuel line, right? Um, you could, I mean, I guess I, I could get my hand or that I could pop off that air box. You can easily just cap the car, but that's kind of a little bit more excessive. You can just plug this two holes and it'll suffocate it. That would probably, um, if you pop the, the air box off, it'd probably hit the prop. Yeah, you're right. It would. I'm saying pop those two holes that I have on the box and it would suffocate it. That's getting your hands kind of close to the prop. And we want to make sure that we don't do that. Underneath there, usually on the carburetor, there's a little push button that allows fuel to go in a little bit faster if you press and hold that that actually will flood it and kill it okay. That's yeah, the primer. yeah you hit the primer yeah over prime it basically it'll choke it out um yeah do you have a a primer bulb i do yeah yeah i do so, i could have flooded it so you could have pumped the primer bulb you could hit the uh, little button on the side of the carburetor you could have popped off the spark plug which i think 
will will shock you. So yeah, that, mm -hmm. doesn't, that doesn't sound fun at all, actually. <laughs> Only until the engine stops spinning, then you're good. <laughs> all right, but you couldn't you couldn't stop it. So let's see what Chucky did. What's that? I'm having some issues with with uh, the streaming video. I don't know if it's just me. Uh, it uh, it's, it's a little glitchy. It's a little pausey. Well, how about this? Let me go ahead and kill that. And JP, go ahead and. Uh... I don't know that mine will be any better. I was just saying I couldn't see anything. Okay. Um, if you go to paramotorguest.com and hit the videos, you can see flying to McDonald's on my paramotor. We're about a shot. See if it's any better. There we go. And if you're watching this on Clearprop TV, you can see it spin. If you're listening to us, we're waiting for the video to pop back up oh my god so many ads youtube you're killing me well you know Dude, i don't know how there's so many ads that i don't put ads in there all right so you grabbed onto the prop the motor's still on and the throttle's not in your hand and you're looking for a way to to stop it so I was what, actually, I was what actually were you a way to stop it i was actually looking for a way to regulate the idle because i was scared i wasn't gonna be able to get it started again i was gonna be stuck at this place next okay i can't hear what he's saying so he's basically saying that's a lot of firsts you know it's the first time uh get an engine out first time he landed somewhere else Good thing I still have enough lighter and fuel to have enough cells to fill up. And then I First guess. First time on the Cravat. The fourth thing is the first time I'm my throttle gets stuck basically wide open. Like, oh my God, four things in one video. So you know what? Overall, it's a good flight. Oh, yeah. No, I've already. I've already. It's, it's not. That's, 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 that's. Can you guys hear him okay? It's kind of choppy on my side. What are you feeling? I'm moving around. Um, no, I can't. I can't make yeah, anything. Can we need better inter internet. So, all right. So, I guess um, we can continue to to chat with Chucky. And um, you know, what were you thinking when when you landed? Everything was chopped up. Um, you couldn't stop the motor. What were you thinking? What was going through your mind when I landed after the the wing tied up? Yeah. Um, I was honestly just. Once I landed, I was trying to just get the idle under control. And um, as dumb as it sounds, just being an immature uh, kid, I was like, well, I might as well eat the apple pie here for a sec and then uh, get back up in the air and try to make it back the rest of the way. I was like, I was kind of just stoked that my wing wasn't damaged by any means when I had that. Because I thought my wing was actually damaged. I was like kind of shitting myself on that one. Right. But no, I was I was happy that I just saw the wires. And I'm like, okay, all this stuff to be soldered back together. Uh, my airbox is fine. Everything else seemed to be relatively fine. The only really 
real damage was my prop. So literally it still costing me $0 to fix everything that I had damage to, which I was stoked about. Well, is there any questions in the chat or uh, there's panel? none, there's none in the chat. I, I got, I got a couple. Um, okay. So what, what other board sports are you into? Oh, we got longboarding, um, skateboarding, like skateboarding, skateboarding, not just riding a skateboard, like going to parks, going up, you know, riding for rails, stairs, all that kind of stuff. Snowboarding, terrain parks, big mountain stuff. Um, surfing, I go surfing out in Grand Haven, the Great Lakes. Uh, dirt boarding, so downhill dirt boarding. Um, sports, sports, trying to think what else I've done. I've done, I guess, like the downhill longboarding stuff where you're, you're cruising at like 40 miles an hour and you're doing the cars and whatnot. I'm not really exactly sure what to call it, but. Uh, I think it's called free riding or something of that sort. Um, so you ride a board pretty much any which way you can. Yeah, I can, I'm I'm very uh, how can you say it equated to a board. I'm very comfortable on a board. That's like my that's my that's my safe zone as a board. Wow, sounds like you do a lot. I'd like to I'd like to know about those um, those flyings over in Michigan. We're we're on the other side of the lake over in Wisconsin. Uh, okay. Def definitely like to uh, meet up with you over there at those fly-ins. I think everybody would be fine with you. It's a pretty good community. Okay, sweet. Well, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'd love to meet you as well. Um, yeah, I, don't, I think it's a clear water. So I, I don't know if that's closer to Indiana. I don't know if anybody knows where that's at. I uh, do not. Uh, okay. It's but probably this, about four uh, hours from you. Okay, so, but this summer you're, or this winter, you're actually going to be going down to Aviator and doing doing your training, right? Correct. Right on. Okay. Any other questions from the panel or in yeah. the chat? Yeah. Sorry, I showed up late. I got a terrible hey. excuse, but um, I, I actually did the hay bale slalom today, guys. I got with that tip from hay bale. Nice. You man. Hey, hey you have both your legs still? Oh yeah, 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 and they're intact. Um. So I got a question for the guest, Charles. Uh, what did you order when you went to McDonald's? It was uh, water and a pint, uh, apple pie. That was it. Okay. He's a he's a health food nut. The McDonald's was more of a you know a doing it to do it sort of thing. So. Yeah, sorry. That's what I get for showing up late, man. I don't know the yeah, whole story. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, we already. So I, that, Brian. I have a question. <laughs> yeah, I have a question. How was that apple pie? Because I've never had one of those. Well, I mean, I used to eat them all the time when I was a young kid, and that was my favorite thing to get as a kid. So it was, wasn't was as good as it was when I was a kid. It felt, it felt a little unhealthy, but it was still really good. It's still really good. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, man. You, you plan on um, flying to any other fast food restaurant or any other place to, uh, you know, to, to visit? Um, you you know my two ideas. Uh, the one's going to be delivering a pizza on my paramotor. Um, the other one, I'm trying to remember what the, the other one was. So when I actually do get certified uh, for tandem, like I talked to Sean about, I want to actually somehow register a vehicle, and then instead of me showing up in a vehicle as an Uber driver, I actually want to show up in a, you know depending on who I'm going to pick up and how close they are to an open area and where I can fly. It's going to be hard to set up, but I'd like to tandemly fly someone to uh, their location. As an Uber 
Now, now, obviously, like we talked about before, because yeah. this is, you know, paramotors, you can't actually do it as a delivery driver or Uber driver. It's it's the uh, the air quotes. It's like this is what we could do if it was legal, but we wouldn't actually, yeah. you know, do it so for for hire. It would have to be someone that I actually know that's like in the, the realm of getting training as well. So it'd be like a training for this video that's kind of set up. Hey, that actually gives me an idea. I could, <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> I, I could deliver babies as a stork on my paramotor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, um, I'll be like Oprah. You get a baby. You get a baby. <laughs> hey, real quick, everybody oh, look up. Um, so got a perfect, uh, four by three. Block for a screenshot if you guys don't mind. Sounds Come good. on. Ready? One, two, three. Cheese. And do do one more. One, two, three. Cheese. And cheese. And cheese. And you cheese. know how hard it is to hold this much cheek up in the air, smiling? <laughs> so much cheese. So much cheese going on in here. It's like we're in Wisconsin. Hey, oh, I, I, got I, I, I got I got a, I got something to say. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you're uh, or um. Shane, if you're delivering babies, please do not stop here. Oh, <laughs> or here. <laughs> I guess I'll take a pass too. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, do you use your 13 foot selfie pole for that uh, delivery service? Yeah, that way I don't. Need, I just uh, touch and go. Just drop the baby <laughs> off and just keep going. <laughs> Have you flown with that thing yet? I'm going to, man. I'm, I'm telling you, I figured it out. I've got all the uh, safety aspects to it, ready to rock and roll. So my next flight, actually, yeah, I shouldn't say my next flight because I worked on my motor and I don't know how to work on motors. So the next flight will just be videotaping. If I make the flight, if I get off the ground and land, then I will worry about the 13 foot selfie pole. VHS Betamax it. Yes. Put on eight track. <laughs> Man, eight track was the best. It really was. I dig it. Hey, Chucky, is there anything else that uh, that that you want to talk about? It's like you know, I I know that you, we went through and we saw your video that you did flying to McDonald's. Um, what are some of the things that you would have done differently if you could, you know, pretty much start over again? Of course, going to Aviator first. But what are some things that uh, you would have done differently? Uh, doing this video. Oh, doing this video and all. Uh, I guess since the errors really weren't necessarily something that's happened to me in the past ever, like in terms of the, the throttle going in there, it's not something I could have really planned for because I didn't know it was going to happen. Um, set up for the wing was probably the bigger thing I would have planned for. Slow down, I guess in the future, is just kind of just slow down and double check my stuff. And stop being in a rush to go nowhere fast, I guess, because the sport's not about really flying where you want to go as quick as you can go. It's more or less enjoying the flight. So getting up there safely is probably the most important part. So doing my due diligence and check before I take off each and every time is going to really make the, the difference. Because I'm pretty sure everyone says, oh, yeah, I checked my gear. And not everyone actually checked their gear every single time they go flying. Do you have a pre-flight checklist? Or if you didn't have one, do you have one now? I do have one now. I always check. I, I, I do. I, um, I check my wing. I inspect pretty much the majority of it. I spend about two, three minutes looking at my wing, 
look at all the lines. Um, I make sure that all my uh, my fan bolts are torqued. Um, I check for any kind of loose bolts or shifting bolts. I marked all my bolts now in case any of them uh, vibrate during the flight, so I can, I know if they shifted. Um, I make sure my fuel's strapped correctly. Um, all my netting's tight. There's no tear, nothing in that. Uh, my harness points that are connected are they're good. I, I kind of just kind of go over it real quick. I give it a good 10, 12 minute look down, and then I'm good to go. That's good. Well, that's that's very good. Um, how about as far as making sure that your throttle doesn't get sucked into the prop again? Uh, did did you change up the netting? Maybe put on some some straps of some sort so nothing can go back. Uh, did you do anything about that? Yeah, it's it's strapped now to the actual. So once it comes off the actual uh, our, uh, throttle body itself, it's strapped now to the the frame in a certain area where there's no. Um, lenience of tension it can't it can't go back or forth at all now it's stuck to that spot so there is no way it can go between there now i made sure of that that's good all right uh we're coming up on uh 7 my time and we're going to do the spinny wheel of winnie things here in about 15 minutes uh would like to thank for uh kent stamey at kentstamey.com matter of fact kent stamey uh, your .com now forwards over to your PPG zone profile. So, all right, finally got that done. Um, let's see. Uh, if you need to find out where your where the next fly-in is, you can go to flyindirectory.com, and you'll be able to see the directory of all the fly-ins that are coming up. Now, Chucky, you said that you're going to be going to a fly-in soon. Which one was it? It's a clear water one. And when is that going to be? I don't know. I think it was uh, June. It's June or July. I June think. or July? I'll have to look. I'll, I'll double check. I looked up Clearwater. There's a Clearwater, Minnesota. I don't know if that's the name of the town or the event, but uh, I didn't see a uh, Michigan. I, yeah, it might be. I think it might actually be Clearwater, Michigan. Okay. I might be able to even, like, look it up real quick. That's all right, man. It's, we're just curious which one you're going to. We can look that up. Yeah, we I can. Guess, yeah, we I know there's a Clearwater. There's a Clearwater, Florida. That's not the same, I'm sure. Let me go to Flying Directory real quick and see if I can see Clearwater. So it's it's uh, September 9th, seven o'clock to through September 12th at Fly Michigan Walters RC PPG Fly In, Star Ranak, Michigan. S A R A N A C, Michigan. There is 50 people going as of right now. That's where it's at. Sorry, not that, not that sounds uh, pretty close to us. I think we might have to uh, to write that in our calendar. I heard I you might, know you're. I might have to get a. Uh, I might have to get a plane ticket and uh, meet somebody there with a a fifth or a fifth wheel with a toy hauler on the back. There you go. We're always here. And then, uh, what wing do you fly? I fly a Velocity Chorus 30. Uh, I'm going to keep that for future tandems, but I'm going to get a, a Speedster um, 22 or 24 or the Spider 3. Okay. I love my Spider, man. What, I'm sorry, what, was, what was the wing that you've been flying? Uh, it's a Velocity Chorus 30. Okay. So Is that an A-rated wing? Do you know? Yeah, it's an A-rated wing. And how much, how much do you weigh? I weigh 195. 
So with my gear all loaded up, I'm like 280. Yeah, 280. 285. Not really loaded up on that wing. No. That's a a 30-meter wing. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I had about the same amount of weight on my 28 Mojo for the first year. So, I mean, you're, you're a little loaded on the light side, I think. I am very. You're going to have to work out more and get more muscle mass. <laughs> I'm just going to get a different, different wing this summer. Charles, uh, Walter here from Australia. How are you? Uh, saw, saw your vlog. Man, uh, I was quite amazed that you kept going because of all the the small incidents that, that ended up to your flight. But, uh, yeah, congrats on doing it. Um, yeah, great. How, how, is every, how is everyone there? Good, Walter. How you doing? Yeah, hey, good. Thanks, JP. Sean, I've got to talk to you after. Good day, mate. Good day, mate. Good day, mate. Get some shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> yeah, I've got, a, I've got a pilot lined up for you for a chat. Uh, in a future show from uh, Central Australia. He does a lot of flying and uh, does good vlogs and everything. So, now, any hey, awesome. in, yes. Australia, in Australia, do they fly on the other side of the road or? <laughs> no, 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 we fly upside down. We're above <laughs> the <thing. laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, you know, the flat earth people think that there's no such thing as uh, Australia. So, they say that you're a paid actor from NASA. So, <laughs> so how much how much do you get paid in uh, wow. in in NASA uh, bucks? Well, I'll have to look in my bank if there's a NASA account. It must be up to the millions by now. <laughs> <laughs> so, no need to pay for your shipping over there. Uh, Walter's uh, got it. Yeah. No, I'll come over there and pick it up if I got. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we need to pick all of you up? Bring you back here. Hey, yeah, we shout out. We got several people in the chat that have donated. Uh, we okay. got DP gave five bucks. Tyler gave ten, and just now, Flying Bear Man gave five. Appreciate it, guys. Oh, thank you very much, Flying Bear Man for Two Cycle Oil. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> let, let, who's Flying Bear Man? I don't recall. Seeing him is new one. Is is are are you new, Flying Bear Man? I've seen him before in here. Have you? Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you, Tyler Vowles, DP, Kent Stamey. Um, looks like there's a couple of questions up here too that I didn't see uh, from Bill H. Uh, Chuck, do you know that you are helping beginners? From not messing up, or from <laughs> I, I think I think that's true. I mean, you know, one of the things that one of the things that we yep. wanted to do is to highlight people that are new to the sport, that you know may have done some things that you know they're like, well, if I would have done this, it wouldn't have happened. And we're looking at your video, or we looked at this video today, and with your help, there's a lot of things that you know we as new 
pilots would not do again. Or if something happens like the little cravat, we know that, okay, just fly it and land it. It'll be no problem. If there's a, the motor doesn't, um, doesn't stop. There's a way of, you know, popping off the, uh, the, the spark plug, which sounds shocking, but you can also pump the bulb. You can, um, push that little button on the side of your carburetor to, to kill the, um, to kill the motor. Now, if you ha okay, so so that happened when you landed again. When was that? Wait a minute, that was after that was the final landing. Is when you're trying to kill the motor. I landed four times total. Okay, and the last time was trying to kill the motor. Now the last time I landed was actually when I landed at my van, like to go home. Like the the second last time was the one I was trying to kill the motor. Were you were you able to kill the motor the last time when you landed? Then I did. My I didn't have my GoPro on for it. And I was able to get it started back up too. Okay, obviously. good deal. Good deal. Um, Adam Martin donated ten bucks. Uh, beer money. <laughs> oh, I know I'm going to be getting some beer. Thank you so much, Adam. Um, let's see. I'll we, I know, right? Only after eight o'clock, right, Shane? Right. <laughs> it's almost nine uh, o'clock there. You realize that? Yeah, it's nine o'clock. Well, it, I got. 7.54 here, and I know that after 8 o'clock, Shane and I um, decided that we're going to, well, he decided he's going to drink only after 8, and I'm like, you know what, that sounds good. I'm I'm going to do the same thing. Um, Mark H., PPG trike jockey, said, have you read through your FAR 103 about rules and regulations? I uh, didn't really necessarily have to, I mean, yes, I have, but now saying I don't have to necessarily read through them because I've talked to the FAA actually twice now and they've gone over this fine gentleman has gone over them. It's been about an hour. Uh -oh. Did we lose? Uh, did we lose him? Pardon? I, I, lost. I think we, we lost you for a second. We lost oh. the whole FAA thing. Okay. Well, sum up what I just said. I essentially had talked to someone that was on the FAA when I had a flight where I, I deleted the video. It's no longer on my YouTube, but I flew to 10,000 feet in a class B airspace. It would have been a great video for people to learn from. Um, yeah, so I had a, an hour talk with him, and he basically went over all those rules in the first 10 minutes and then added to it um, the history on everything and whatnot. You know, just, just a bunch of added intel that I was uh, very thankful for. And I'm able to talk to him about if I have anything sketchy, I ask him before I do it. I know him in the clear if he gives me the okay. Okay, I guess that was uh, a question that I heard too. It's like, has the FAA contacted you about this particular flight or any flights? No, I contacted I contacted them before they had the chance to contact me. So I, I literally, because I was kind of nervous about it because I got in trouble for the 10,000 foot one. So I knew maybe this one's a little sketchy because I did fly over a couple of houses in a parking lot. So I called and I asked, hey, is this flight a little sketchy? So he literally watched the video over with me, the original version, until I edited out the stuff that he told me to. And he kind of told me here and there, he's like, hey, just get rid of this, get rid of this, you know, for next time, don't do this. So was, I'd rather tell him what was going on than rather him call me and tell me what I did wrong and then get in trouble from there. He had you edit out certain stuff? Just stuff that, you know, if someone does have a question about things, like as you can see when I had the motor out, I had the full clip of me completely turning around, coming all the way around, you know, every, everything else entailed in there. Um, I had the next takeoff flying over everything, but I cut all that stuff. So, you know, no one really had any speculation as to where I fly. The only thing I didn't cut was the parking lot thing. Huh. Okay. Interesting. 
Um, also, another question is um, still from Mark H. Uh, have you looked over airspace and info reading uh, weather uh, for, for airspace info and reading weather like for PPG? Um, I have my wind mapper that I check for my winds and then I have my balloon app that I check for different winds at different altitudes. Um, obviously never fly when it's going to rain or anything of that sort. I only fly normally on sunny days. Um, and I know all my, uh, my upside down wedding cakes and I've watched a couple of videos and that I understand how that works. And I have my VFR maps that I, I use before my flights, depending on what location I'm at and where I'm, where I'm planning on going. So yeah, I, I know exactly kind of my boundaries now. Gotcha. Uh, Terry Moore asks, um, what issues have you had by self-training? What issues have I had? So the biggest issue from self-training, I would uh, I would say, was my first takeoff was no problem. I was able to get off the ground without it without an issue, but my landing, right? No one really was there talking into my ear, teaching me, hey, this is when you need to pull your brake. This is when you need to pull your brake. So thankfully, I was athletic enough to squat my first landing, essentially, and not fall over. Um, felt it in the ankles and the knees, but I was able to run it out. Um, I came in, I flared probably at like 30 feet and I let go. Obviously you guys all know what that happens. It causes, you know, me to, to surge and drop back down super hard. But on that drop, I got nervous again because I hadn't landed ever yet. And I flared again and it brought me up a little bit. And then it probably dropped me from about, I don't know, I'd say six or seven feet. And thankfully I was strong enough to take that impact and stand on my feet. But I was like, I learned to wait till like I would get to about four or five feet. My feet are literally doing a, a foot drag and then I flare. So I understand the concept now, but that's something that was hard, not being coached through a headset, you know, being told, Hey, Hey, don't flare, don't flare, don't flare. Cause I see all these videos and they're now I see the videos and say, you know, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Now start flaring. And then now pull full break. It's like, that would have been very, very helpful as a new pilot. So have hey, you Jackie, ever I do have a question. Um, in the chat, Terry Moore wants to know when you were having problems, did you, uh, fly over anything you weren't supposed to like houses when i was yeah yeah when i when i had the problems i ended up having to uh i could have taken the long way around and landed another field but i kind of wanted to land somewhere where i had just had experience landing in so yeah i did fly over houses in the emergency uh standpoint yeah i did okay and it seems like also too if you had proper training, you would have known more about airspace, um, how to kill the engine, how to kill a wing if it was too windy, all the things that you might have had some issues with on this flying to McDonald's, you think? I, I, I would agree with that. Okay. I would definitely agree that. Now, in your self-training, I don't know if you watched a bunch of YouTube videos or what, but did, did you happen to read the... Uh paragliders bible the bible no i i have it now but i i did not read it prior to that no i found out about it after everything people recommended it to me after my incidents not before gotcha yeah tons of information in there I I mean, if you... no one knew i was going to have the and you said that you kited for 15 hours before you took flight you have about 17 flights under your belt and have... what over yeah, the course over the course of eight months yeah, so I mean, all of winter, I only flew flew three or four, uh, five times, but it was shitty flights because it was five to ten degrees out, which was very enjoyable. Um, yeah, and then last summer I had five flights, and then now this summer or um, spring I had four or five so far. So, 
And you've you've been so you're saying about seven months you've been flying. Yeah, seven months. Okay. Duration right. of on the gear, seven months. Um, guys, putting your hand over the airbox, that wouldn't that kill the motor normally? Yeah, think, we covered that. It's kind of hard to get to though. And you're putting your yep. hands kind of close to spinning props too, going that way. Yeah, yeah, I realize that, but um, normally kill the air and, you know, you'd kill the motor. That's what I'm thinking about. Go-karts, that's what we used to do. Uh, of course, there's no prop in a go-kart to worry about, but yeah. Um, I put, I I put uh, Chucky on uh, mute because uh, he was getting out of his car and making some noise. So whenever you get in, Chucky, just go ahead and unmute yourself. It's 8 o'clock. Actually, it's one minute after 8 o'clock, and it's time to spin the spinny wheel of Winnie things. And I'm looking around to see what we've got uh, to spin for. Um, looks like looks like an old-used Kirby vacuum cleaner. Great. Yeah. And, yeah. Um... <laughs> I got a bag of... <laughs> Got a bag of old garbage that I don't need anymore. <laughs> you won a six-day-old popcorn from uh, PPG Grandpa's trash can. Absolutely. Okay, here we go. I, I Linda, Linda. Walter, my darling. How are How you? Are you? Miss you. I miss you. Yeah. All right, you two. Get some cold water on you two. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, DP, you how are you? <laughs> Hello, Dee, DP Superman, how you going? I'm good, man. How are you? You started flying yet? Is that no? No. Uh, May May 29th is day one at uh, One Up Adventures. Excellent. May 29th, man. That's got to seem like forever away, doesn't it? Yes, indeed it does, but it's better than nothing. Actually, oh, put, man, put my deposit down today, so we're locked in. DP, that means you'll be flying on my birthday, the 2nd of June. Oh, my birthday is the 10th of June. Cool. Really? Yeah. Gemini. Gemini's. Well, happy birthday to both of you. <laughs> Hey, hey, Dave. Is one up gonna be? Is that a, is that school out of Wachula? Um, I was looking at Airbnbs, and he told me to hang on for a minute. Uh, originally, he said Wachula, but he said it, they might do it out of Lake Wales, and he'll let me know uh, shortly. <laughs> awesome. Enjoy. Bill, we'll fly. All right. So, um, whenever you want to spin, go ahead and spin. I I found a couple of. Uh, lanyards and phone ties for our phone to keep them from falling off our paramotors so what i will do let me go ahead and take this off of background no virtual background and i'll show you what we got here so we got this type right here this is the one that goes inside your your phone case so you oh. take your case off uh-oh just take a picture I took a picture myself, and then you put this inside here. Oh. And then you put your phone back on, and now you got a little lanyard, and it either has a little, little carabiner clip. Oh. Wow. And then we have another type of lanyard. This one is stretchy, stretchy rubber. 
Ooh. and stretchy here. And what that one does is you put the corners of your phone in like this. Looks like a jock strap. <laughs> hey, this is my this is my um, favorite athletic supporter. So it holds on <laughs> like this. Does, does that fit cool. all phones or just is it like one yeah. size fits all? Hey, <laughs> hey Jock. Jock straps, <laughs> one size fits all, you know. And um, thanks so much for the visual. <laughs> there, there's oh, me. Sir, and, you started it. There's, there's me and my wife when we got married and cutting the cake. Look how young I was. My uh, look at oh, what? the young buck you so were. So young, back in the day, man. All right, so we got. So we got two spins for those two different lanyards. If you already have a lanyard or don't want it, just let us know. Um, is, that a, is that a picture in the background of your wife, Sean? Oh, yes. Yes, actually. <laughs> actually, it is. Uh, she's pretty. How did she get you? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but she is so pretty. So, yeah, I got a, a picture right there so I can see her. Dragon campus. There's Dragon Campers. Show them your shirt. Brush out the shower. Dragon Make sure campers. you have pants on, too. <laughs> well, you can't see that far down. Yeah, you can't see that far down, so who cares, right? Yeah. No, no porky pig in it. And here's our Clear Prop TV shirts, which, which you can go to, you can go to iloveppg.com and look through all of our shirts and uh, merch. We're going to be really uh, um, updating that here in the future. You mean there's some there's some left for me to buy? <laughs> hold, hold on, Mark Mark H just made a great pun. Over okay. the shoulder cell phone holder. Miss <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that one, Linda. <laughs> that is cute. Oh, boy. All right. So we got two different phone holders. Um, I guess whoever wins the first one can pick which one they want. There the big, the, the jockstrap stretchy one or the one that, <laughs> or the sticky one that goes in your um, hey. case. Yeah. Whoa. Look at all Is those names on the uh, spinny wheel. That's and, uh, like we only got a lot 20, of people in the chat tonight, for sure. 25 thumbs up. We need to get more thumbs up. 25 thumbs up. Thank you very much, guys. How many people are watching right now? 40. 40, 40 people are watching. 25 thumbs up. Shane, put your hair so, on. so 15 people haven't made their mind up yet. we got to put on a good show for them, guys. <laughs> you, you know what's cool is that thumbs up or thumbs down, it's still uh, good metrics for YouTube. So um, we'd rather have the thumbs up, but it's okay if you don't want. It's no big deal. Just hit one or the other. Um, also, two guys. Also, two guys. Uh, we starting next month. All of our names in the spinning wheel are going to be off of people that are on ppgzone.com. So, if you haven't been there already, go to ppgzone.com. Make your free um, profile. Unless you're in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> 
which I think PPG Josh is going to be working on. If you don't know PPG Josh, he wow. is the guy that um, he, he's the main engineer that's put this thing together, this PPG zone. He's really amazing. So go to ppgjosh.com. Check him out on ppgzone.com. Now, is that Josh Perry? Is that Dave's dad? You remember? Yeah. Okay. He, yeah. <laughs> Your boy. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> Good on you, Josh. All right. So whenever you want to, JP, jptulo.com, which goes to his TikTok, and PPGJP goes to his profile on PPGZone. Is he above, is he above Jane yet? No, I'm smoking Jane. No, I whoa, whoa. Is, is that legal whoa. in your state? Hey, Jade, who? Jade, who? Uh, <laughs> shots fired. I've shots been taking fired. a break. Oh, taking a break sounds like excuses to me. You have what? <laughs> almost five thousand followers now on TikTok. Five thousand followers. You know who else? Uh, I got to give a quick shout out to my buddy uh, Brandon Rucci, who was a guest on here not too long ago. Yeah. has recently blowed up on the TikTok. I, I'm going to have to pass the crown to him. Uh -huh. Whoa. What? Ruchi? Ruchi flies? Ruchi flies. He has blowed up. He had a video with, I think, 300, three or 400,000 views and over 100,000 likes. Like, he killed it. Wow. Was it was it paramotor related? Paramotor related, yeah. Wow, yeah. and and your almost two million view one was that paramotor related? Not, it was kitty cat related. <laughs> if you wonder what that's all about, go to jptulo.com, check out his TikTok, and look for the one. As of this recording, it's one point nine million views. Check it out. Wow. Yeah, one of my funniest videos I do, I think, is where somebody gets hit in the junk. It's pretty funny. Everybody, well, that, that I mean, why do you think um, uh, Jackass was so popular? Is just getting hit in the junk. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we ready for a spin, guys? We we're we're waiting on you. You are the man that spins the wheel. So this first one, whoever it lands on, gets the choice of the jockstrap one or the sticky one, whichever one you want. Sounds like they're both used. It sounds terrible either way. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it does. If you put it, it that way, <laughs> it looks like it stopped well, on. Yeah, it stopped. Okay. No, nope, I think it's it going to be Gregory, though. Nick. No. Nick. 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 Yeah. Maybe uh, Eric. Nick. Nick. Perry. Perry. Nick. Perry. Nick. Perry. Oh, Nick. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you, Mr. Nick. That was so awesome. Now, remember, when you win these things, first of all, let us know that you're here. Let us know which one you want. Then run over to ppgzone.com forward slash clearprop.tv. Or you can just go to clearproptv.com, which forwards to the same thing. Fill out the little form that let us know that you won. And that way I got your information to send it to you. And also, if you've donated to us in the chat, we appreciate you. Go to the same thing, clearproptv.com, and fill out the form. Let us know that you donated because once we get some more cool stuff in, like a whole bunch of cool stuff, we can send them all out to all these people that donated, and um, that's always fun. So, 
Nick, which one do you want? You want the the cool jockstrap one or the sticky one? He says, uh, "Thanks, guys. I'll take the uh, inside case one. Thanks." Okay, the sticky, sticky, sticky one. Not the not the sticky jockstrap. <laughs> sticky, the sticky one, not the jockstrap. Gotcha. All right, we're gonna spin the wheel one more time, and whoever gets this gets the 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 stretchy jockstrap one. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I am, Linda. You know, you know. I tell you, I've been in the best mood today. <laughs> I really have been. I've been in the best mood possible ever today. I almost feel like Brian Haybill Waller. Um, retired. What's, I almost feel retired, man. Oh, yes, Mr. Retired. Yeah, dude. Congratulations. Yeah, That's but awesome. not retired. Working hard, probably harder than before, but I'm working on paramotor stuff. So to me, it's not oh, work, right? I'm, I'm so awesome. excited for you. Yeah, so is this the first time you've been your own boss that you haven't worked for somebody else? No, I, I was a computer engineer for about 30 years. We, I had my own uh, computer um, company. And then when I had the heart issues that we talked about, I decided to work for somebody that was easy. And we, I did that, loved it, had a great time. But you know, now it's time to, to be my own boss again. It's, it's nice not to have to work for the man. And JP, whenever you want to spin again, you're more than welcome to spin again. A shout out to John Wayne. He just gave 20 bucks. It John says, Wayne. Darkest landing, darkest landing ever. So he must have just landed. Oh, my goodness, John. The cowboy has landed. I've, I've, uh, I've been to a couple of fly-ins with John. And, um, John, are you going to be going to Bad Apples? I think, <laughs> I think he said he was. Yeah, he oh. said he was. Oh, somebody's jamming. Real quick. Uh, <laughs> there he is. You got a screenshot, JP? Nope, nope. Uh, oh. Ignore that. I hit it by accident. Uh, um, we can... Actually, we can maybe. You can do another screenshot. Let me do a screenshot. Everybody say cheese, cheese, oh. cheese. Ah. I hope I did it. Did I do it? One more time. Cheese. You missed Jane. Cheese. I don't know. I, I think oh, I'm wait. doing it right. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. Oh, or did I? That's what oh, she I said. got it. Okay, it worked because I got like five screenshots now. So that'll, that'll work. <laughs> One of those will work. I'm telling you. Hey, anybody that want to jump on, we're um, going to be going to the after show. Chucky, how long can you hang with us tonight? Do you need to go, man? And you're still on mute. So you got to unmute yourself to let us know what. Real quick, I want to give a, a shout out to Can't Stay Me. Um, who else? Tyler Vowles, uh, John, John Wayne, everybody who donated. Thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank That's, you, my chatters. Yeah. Um, Kent Stamey, DP, Tyler Vowles, Flying Bearman. Flying Bearman must be new. I don't recognize you. Thanks for. That's what I said. I didn't recognize him either. Thanks so much, Flying Bearman. Appreciate it, dude. Adam Martin, John Wayne. Thank you guys. Adam Martin said beer money. Absolutely. Adam Martin. Now, now, you guys know that anything that we get here on the show gets turned around and put right back here for ClearProp TV for prizes and, uh, you know, and shipping of the prizes. Hey, We're also, real quick, real quick uh, we have uh, Neighbor Mary in the house, just so you know. Well, hello, Neighbor Mary. Neighbor Mary. Mary. Hey, hi. <laughs> So, Chuck, how long can you hang with us? You're good. I can chill. Okay, good deal. 
Hey, Chuck, can you do me a favor? Can you uh, drop a link of that fly-in in Michigan in the chat here? If you could, I, I looked it up. Yeah, I looked yeah. it up. I couldn't find it. Who's it going to be? Can't stay me. Can't stay me. John Wayne? John uh, Wayne? John Wayne? John Wayne? Uh, yeah, I'm going with John Wayne for sure. Ah, man. He just landed. Mark. John Wayne or Mark? John Wayne or Mark? Oh, my gosh. It's so close. John Wayne. <laughs> John Wayne. Oh, John. That's too bad. I hate to see those guys. They both probably wanted that jock strap pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> but Nick got the sticky one. <laughs> oh, but... oh, God. You John's got the boulder, uh, shoulder, over shoulder boat holder. Uh, yeah. Cell phone holder. Cell phone I still holder. have pulled a cell phone out while I've been flying. I, I've been flying a year and a half. Come on, Brian. I know it, man. I've got one that doesn't even work anymore. I just take pictures with it. So you you think literally pull it out. you have literally pulled bone out of your leg, but not a cell phone. <laughs> it, it, it was an in and out, more of a peekaboo situation. Oh my god! It still came out. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just like oh that's all coming. Oh my god. Well, you guys, thank you so much for, for being oh on the show. Um, that was the interview part and the spinning, of course. Now, you guys know that we keep talking and we open up the Zoom meeting. So anybody that wants to jump in can jump in, hang with us, uh, probably for another couple hours. And we stream live. And, of course, if you Hold want on. to listen. Hold on. John Wayne uh -oh. said roll it again, guys. I guess that means spin it again. He doesn't want the Wait. jock strap. You, what? <laughs> yeah, can, can we put can we put the host names on the wheel what for a chance? I use a jock strap. <laughs> if 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 you want to, why not? Go ahead. I'll just mess with you. No, no, seriously. John Wayne said spin yeah. again, so that opens up everybody. Yes. Spin it. So anybody that wants to try for it, I, I don't care. This this is John Wayne's donation now. He's donating oh, John Wayne. So it's John Wayne's jock strap. Yeah, John Wayne. Hey, uh, Sean. Yeah. Uh, Charles posted the link to the fly-in um, in the Zoom meeting. Can you copy and paste that into the chat? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm doing that right now, too. Okay. You, gotcha. okay. That's yeah, most okay. Eric's done all day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair. Fly my That's all right. PPG Walters RC PPG fly in <coughs> Michigan. Michigan. Walters? Who's yeah. Walter? <laughs> I see we got winging it Woody back in. Uh, Looks like he was back in his background in his van again, Ryan. Did, did he just uh, go flying or what? No, oh, man. I just got off work off of a cell phone tower. I'm flying oh, okay. to the airport this week, though. So all the guys up in northern Louisiana, I appreciate the hospitality. It's been a lot of oh, fun. Nice. Oh. Well, let, wing it, Woody. Let us know when you're coming to to Florida. We got some uh, southern hospitality down here as well. All right, for sure, for sure. How tall was the tower, Woody? Uh, 150 foot. Did I, did, I, did I hear that it was winging it Woody's birthday, too? No, not until November. 
Oh, okay. So, oh. Hmm. holy Sean, you trying to get brownie points? That's uh, that's an early. <laughs> I, I, my, yeah, my birthday's coming up in October. Man. Somebody, we'll somebody said that. something about a birthday earlier in the chat, and I didn't see who it was. Me. Yours is Happy June second. Your June tenth. You said. Yeah. That that's still on, was way. This, this is still April. Oh, that reminds me, guys. I got a, I got a quick question. Since we are now officially in the after show, uh, I still want to talk about paramotors, of course. But I have a question about something. We were talking, the panel was talking earlier about the first Monday of every month. Instead of having a guest, we talk about paramotors like a paramotor class talk about a specific thing, um, maybe bring on uh, an expert in that field. Like if we're talking about airspace or something, we, you know, we, we get, um, you know, somebody that knows what they're talking about in airspace and talk about that particular thing. Or what do you, what do you guys think? Some, something about uh, paramotors as far as educational. I think that the first Monday of every month should be an educational podcast. What do you guys think? Awesome. And how and how would we do that? Maybe maybe, maybe we can maybe we can put our, our feelers out there for people that are professionals in a specific part of paramotors. You know, like someone that really knows wind and the weather, you know, like Kyle Lowe, maybe have him on and talk to us about, you know, the weather and stuff. Or um, motors and maintenance. Yeah, please. Motor and maintenance. There you go. Right so, like wing care and stuff like that. Wing care. There you go. A good one would be Will could tell us how to take off downwind. Yeah. yeah. I like to talk about downwind trims out landings. Yeah. <laughs> <Run> fast. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> Run oh, very, man. very fast. Yeah. <laughs> or just slide. It's all good. So if you guys have any idea of what we can talk about on the first Monday of every month, something educational and something you want to listen to, something you want to hear about, uh, email me at ppggramp at gmail.com. Let Linda Anderson know at paramomusa.com. Uh, Linda Anderson at paramomusa.com. Uh, and, and every... Uh, we could talk about two or three of them every Monday, if you know. I Absolutely. think that's a good idea. And yeah, anybody that knows something, you know, that knows a lot about, you know, <laughs> something specific, you know, not not this, you know, not everything. I don't need to know everything. I just need to know something specific where we can talk about, you know, the airspace. Someone that's really good. Maybe Jeff Gowen. We can get him back on. Oh yeah. He hasn't been on. Yeah. He hasn't been on our podcast in a long time. He was yeah, on here first season. Yeah, a big one. Um, Jeremy, Jeremy Isbell in the chat, he said uh, apparently he's making a comment about somebody that said we could talk about engines and motors. <laughs> um, two of the same, yes, maybe. Oh. Who said that? Wait, which one? We, I mean, we only got time for one or the other. Wait, wait, what? An engine, an engine you don't know the difference between a motor and an engine? Well, yeah, an engine would be an electric. Yep. Or a, a motor is electric, and engine's gas. Yeah, there you go. Well, let's let's talk about 
let's talk about Friday the 13th this year. That'll be my birthday, just so you know. Oh, Friday the 13th or what? August. Oh, that's a long way away. Not, not, not nearly as far away as October, November, and good lord, JP, you trying to be down under? That stuff of nightmares. What am I looking at? What am I seeing here? Where am I at? We got a question in the chat from Tommy Mosley. I think I've heard of that guy. Uh, no, do y'all carry a first aid yeah. kit of sorts? I do. Yeah. I do. Uh, I, I do not. I do not I, either. I, I he carry a cell phone. I, I've got some dental floss and uh, my factory wing bag. That's about it. I got Any dental floss, floss and um, toothpaste and toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> you never know when you need to have clean teeth when you're flying a paramotor. <laughs> I had toothbrush. I thought of McDonald's get a burger. <laughs> I just carry I just carry a comb, and that's usually about it. You, that is a valuable asset for you, Shay. No doubt. Yeah, oh. I know. You know those wigs? They're hard to keep on oh. when you're flying, ain't they? Man. <laughs> I should try flying with one of those, huh? <laughs> that would be awesome. Brian, what do you do with a dental floss? What's what's the purpose of that? Cut line. Well, you hope you never need it. But if, if you don't fly with a tree kit and you land in a tree, and the number one cause of injury, I guess, once you land in a tree is falling out of your harness trying to climb down. Um, use the dental floss to lower down to a first responder. And you use that to pull rope up to belay yourself down. So you just use it as a means of pulling a rope up to you. Oh, okay. So hope how that many never, feet of how many feet happens. of dental floss are you using? <laughs> you have to take I all those little picks and tie them together and make a long little chain out of it. <laughs> like monkeys in like monkeys in a barrel. <laughs> I thought you meant like to suture up yourself if you cut yourself on a branch. Oh, I know, and 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 the mint one would just burn, man. <laughs> At least your wound would smell like mint. <laughs> do they make Do they make betadine tooth uh, tooth floss? Tooth floss. No, they, you need the tooth. You got to have the toothbrush to. Brush the bugs out of your teeth when you're flying. Oh, I, yeah, I got you, David. The betadine is the stuff that you put on the. Okay, all right, all right. Hey, yeah, 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 I got it. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Um, Terry Moore, in the, Terry Moore in the chat said, "People that self-train would be good people to have on there talking about things you shouldn't do." Hmm. There you go. Oh, <clears throat> I want to go back. I want to go back and talk about, um, you know, in the chat and I'm sure on his videos, there is plenty of people like busting on them, but let's look at the facts that we can learn from a self-taught pilot, what not to do and to teach others who decide they're going to go be self-taught and not go to school. These are the mistakes and, and the, the things that we know we shouldn't do. But these aren't things that new pilots or someone who's wanting to self-taught are going to know. So personally, I think that this guy's, first of all, 
it's admirable, admirable that he um, posts something like that because That's he cool. is self-taught. He doesn't know what's right and wrong. And instead of everybody busting on him and saying, hey, you messed up, you shouldn't be doing this, shouldn't... we need to look at it as there's other people behind him in, in the future that are going to want to self-taught and self-train. Right. And for them to go, hey, this guy's self-trained. Look all the screw-ups that he did or, or mistakes. And maybe that will deter someone from being self-taught and actually go to school. I think it's actually brilliant, to be honest with you, that he that he's posted a video. Yes, did, did he make a bunch of mistakes? Yes, but maybe those mistakes will actually teach somebody in the future not to make those mistakes. Hopefully it saves someone's life. Yeah, hopefully. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you know, I've had pretty I, good training. I've made a lot of mistakes. I mean, we, we all make them. I mean, you, you never quit learning in this sport. And that's a good thing. Uh, we, we do probably need to make a list of mistakes, self-taught pilots. Um, I guess a list of things that pilots that self-teach or are self-taught make the mistakes and you know what i'm saying yeah yeah I'm, I'm trying to make a list i'm I'm writing it down as i'm talking so yeah mistakes that self-taught pilots do and number one self-teach what's that number one would be the, that they self-taught themselves to begin with well you know you know a lot of people go i understand it 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 took me a couple of years to come up with the money to pay for training, to pay for a motor, to pay for a wing. And I, I kind of understand, you know, it, 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 once you get, once you get hooked, you get that first tandem, you, you watch uh, Tucker got go to McDonald's. You watch these other people that are flying. It's like, that's what I want to do. I want to do it. I kind of understand in a way. Especially when it's just, especially when, especially when it's when it's not when you don't have to actually get training. You don't need a license. You don't need an N number. You don't need to be registered with the FAA. I mean, it's pretty much buy your gear and go fly if you want to. So I kind of understand. But there's also that saying too. It's that saying is um, uh, for all the people that self teach. Um, you, there's more broken props and broken gear than what would have been. In uh, in paramotor training, what, what's that saying? You know what I'm talking about. If you don't spend it on uh, training, you'll spend it on gear. There you go. Gear. See, you summed it up so much nicely. Then, nicely. You, know, you don't you don't need training though to make mistakes. Yeah, I don't think. Mistakes. I'm 64 and I still make mistakes. So something for all you guys to look forward to. And you were standing next to Linda when Moses parted the sea. <laughs> Linda, is he having a shot at us? I guess so. Yeah, All I say to the young one, Shane, is you got to get there yet. Just to kind of, it's just my take on things as far as, you know, when people put videos out and uh, whatever, the McDonald's videos, it doesn't matter. But I think why it's such a sensitive topic is that we are all ambassadors of this sport. And 
I know how people feel about it because I know how I feel about it. And I love this sport and it would kill me if something happened to this. Right. So um, I, I feel real protective of it when I see, you know, that's, that, that's just my, my take on things. I think that's why it's such a hot topic. Um, but when I do something, I keep in mind that whatever I do could affect the next guy and the next guy and the next guy. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Good for you, Will, man. That's if we all approach it that way. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll, we won't face regulation hopefully ever, but uh, definitely not as soon. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a lot to be said about, you know, the golden rule, you know, uh, treat others like you want to be treated. Don't be, you know, D bad. You know, those things are, they're out there for a reason for sure. Yeah. Walter, you have to deal with regulation, right? Even PPG has to be licensed, don't they? Yeah, but really speaking, if you look at you guys and you go through your PPG one, two, three, it's really no different apart from we got a piece of paper that says I'm licensed to fly or what it is, is once you've got a license, you are responsible, okay? As I said here, uh, when we pay for our license renewals, uh, comes with $10 million of um, insurance. Should I burn down a wheat field or crash into cars, equipment, whatever, I know in the back of my mind I'm covered. Now, that's what I sort of find a little bit hard that uh, you guys, as responsible as you can be, is you're vulnerable to damages, correct? You know, uh, that, that, that's going over the top, burning down a wheat field or, you know, smashing into a house or something like that. Well, that, that's, that's, that's why we're supposed to stay away from congested areas, you know, exactly. not fly over anything, exactly. you know, anything, anything that falls off our paramotor, you know, we're, we're responsible for. How, how many videos you see <laughs> I just saw the one. You know, you know, you know what the rule is, right? You know, know. D bad, right? Yep. But go for it. But, but that's the thing: <laughs> is, is the people that's all you do, the people that do vlog is vulnerable to being shot down by someone else or saying, you know well done, you, you've done a good job. But if you're flying over people or houses, uh, you're lucky to get away with it, really. Well, yeah, my, my, and my point is, is, is we've got it made here in the States. That's the way I see it. And I'd yeah. love to keep it that way. Yeah. And there's plenty of things that can be talked about, videos that can be made with, you know, stuff other than things that could possibly be a detriment to become a detriment to the rest of us. So, um, hey, the person that got me into this sport was Tucker Gott, watching that video, seeing that little thumbnail on the side of YouTube. So, um, yeah, just, yep. just how I feel. And uh, I, I just hope, I just hope all the new pilots or new pilots coming up don't feel like they should wear a, a Superman shirt in training or 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or be a professional, not. like competitive tennis players or anything like that, right? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> He's gonna make it look so easy, man. He's gonna run into the air. And hey. uh I, I remember when they don't set I me up, man. <laughs> nah, you you got this, man. We 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 got faith in you for sure. Hey, if a, if the leg doesn't fall off, I'm I'm already ahead of the game. So, <laughs> do you have a prosthetic? Yeah. Yes. You didn't know that? No. And you yeah. still compete tennis? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, going to state next month. Right on, man. Brian, you don't, don't, don't get you to the show. Not, yeah, don't you, you hear Shane? Don't you, you know hear Shane do? sitting there making all the jokes? No, Shane doesn't make any jokes. No, Brian, he's got Brian, a leg up yeah. on us. Brian, he's got a leg up on us. Brian, you just <laughs> put your foot in your mouth. He can put his foot in his mouth. I can't. JP's got extra spring in his leg, man. He, yeah. He's got an eyebrows. Yes. That's awesome, man. Ask, uh, ask Craig Taylor. He'll tell you the same. You seen him run? He runs better than all of us. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to Travis Burns, and he uh, he was just telling me a funny story about a guy that they trained recently that uh, he was, uh, I think it was his first solo flight, and they were on comms, and everything was going great, and he was coming down uh, about 50 meters above, and all of a sudden the guy was like, oh, shit, oh, shit. And he's like, what's going on? He said, my leg's falling off. You don't want to do a one-legged landing, I'm sure. But it, fortunately, it stayed on. But as soon as he landed, it fell off. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I've, I've got uh, – I actually talked to my prosthetist, not prostitute, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> my – my prosthetist today, and I've got a, <laughs> I've got a, a workaround to make sure that it doesn't fall off. So, it's good. super glue, super glue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just gonna sew it in. Hey, 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 I was that aviator with uh, a guy that was training. His name was Eric Schneider. Shout out to you if you're watching, man. Um, he's up in the New Jersey area, but he he's he's got a, um, a prosthetic as well, and he trained with a hook-shaped carbon fiber spring on his leg. Yeah. Um, and he, he the dude was like six foot five, man. He made it look so easy. His launches yeah. and landings. His first landing, he came in and his prosthetic leg slipped. And, um, you know, he went down on one knee, nothing to it. And then after that, he added a rubber boot to the bottom of it. And he was just killing it, man. He was making it look so easy. So I, I, see, I see what you did there, Brian. He landed on his knee and there was nothing to it. <laughs> hey, Brian, Brian, look in the chat and see what Jeremy just uh, said. Oh, dude, that was hilarious, Shane. <laughs> no one yeah. else caught that? I was just no. like, no, I didn't even catch it till you said it. <laughs> oh, man. Walter's out of here. Walter's taking his jacket off. He's like, it's it's too hot. It's getting hot in here. Let's take off all of our clothes. <laughs> well, I got to say to our to our guest, um, Chucky, I'm glad you're going to get training. And uh, most definitely, I'd like to meet up with you sometime and fly with you. Uh, and a lot of these people that are self-trained, I mean, there's a lot more to the training than just putting on a wing and hopping in the, in the air. 
Um, Agreed. So, but uh, no, I, I got to hand it to you for getting the training, going out and getting that. That's going to be awesome. I think you're actually really going to enjoy it and the things that you learn. And uh, like Brian said, we're, we're constantly learning every yeah. day. Yeah. Every day. <clears throat> so, so where are you going to get training at? Um, hear, okay. I thought I heard that um, somewhere. Well, that, that's awesome. When are you scheduled? I want to go in November. I talked to Eric about it on Facebook and he said somewhere around November. It's, it's not just a training, man. It's, it's, a, it's the whole experience. Um, you're going to be inducted into a family of people that does love to do what you do and you can join your Facebook group and whatnot and keep in touch with, I don't know, something like 500 aviator alumni throughout the country. Um, so you can fly with people wherever you go, but it's, it's a, it's a very unique experience trainer, man. I, I highly recommend it for sure. I'm, I'm happy you get able to get some training. Yeah. They seem like some of the best teachers in the, in the country. So. And just, just like Brian said, it's not just getting up in the air pretty much, you know, with a little bit of kiting skills and uh, uh, pulling a, you know, squeezing a throttle, you can fly, pull right brake, pull left brake, you know, land and flare. I mean, it, it's, it's not difficult. It's just like what Brian said, you know, you're, you're getting up with a lot of people around the United States. You, you got a group of people that fly. Uh, wherever you live, there's going to be some other people that fly and, you know, aviator or whoever your your trainer is probably knows people in that area or can get you hooked up with other people in your area. So you have people to fly with. Uh, training is is not about flying. Training is how do you uh, service your two stroke motor? How do you torque uh, your your prop on uh, proper <laughs> specifications? How do you mix the oil? Um, airspace, you know, where, where you live, look at sectional charts. How do you get your sectional charts? Uh, your micro meteorology, you know, what apps to use, how to use the apps, you know, where to go. I mean, flying is not the difficult part. It's all the other stuff that goes with it that is really, truly important when it comes to flying. I think personally. I agree with that. And of course, you know, all your new brothers and sisters that you have around the United States and world that fly paramotors. Yeah. It's not just contacts people to fly with. I mean, on a Facebook group, like the other day I was upgrading my GoPro on an aviator helmet. I threw out a question in the Facebook group and within 20 minutes, I had a half dozen answers that were very knowledgeable. So, I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's pretty cool for sure, man. Um, be able to fly with all these folks. Um, there's a lot of good schools out there, but Aviar is the only one that I went to. That's, that's, that's the one I talked very good about. <laughs> okay. If you go back on my YouTube channel, um, go to ppgbrian.com and go back about a year and a half almost on my YouTube channel. I put a six-part series, uh, part one through six, the training aviator. At the time, Eric Farewell said it was the best series he's seen put out from a student's perspective. Okay. Um, it's, it's about an hour's total, all six videos. Part three is really good. Reserve sim simulation pops. I throw it to the right, and uh, it's, I, I get one of the instructors in the nuts, man. And it, it, it's a it's a really good. <laughs> you know, um, that's Fletch. Shout out to Fletch. <laughs> but no, you, you're 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 in for a treat, man, for sure. So we're looking forward to it. <clears throat> I want to go. Sharky back in the sky has a question for you. Uh, yeah. How many flights? How many flights have you done? 
Uh, somewhere between 12 and 14 now. I want to, I want to go back real quick. Uh, Jeremy Isbell um, wanted to state that uh, if uh, DP decides to do the hay bale slalom and kicks one of the uh, hay bales, um, he can just pull off his leg and straighten it back up. Brian, you can't do that. <laughs> but, but but DP will never if, have the nickname. Would have if I could have. <laughs> no, he won't. Um, Chucky, I don't know if you know or not, but Brian kicked a hay bale during flight and snapped his ankle off to the side in flight. Okay. It, it was it was uh, it's super awesome. That's why he got his uh, nickname Hay Bell Waller. Just because you train an aviator, don't make it perfect. So don't. <laughs> I got uh, you. I got a question for Charles. Question for Charles. You self-trained. How long did it take you? What did you do? You know, did you kite first? Did you just get into the air, or did you do like kite training and stuff yourself? So for sure, it was 100% just kite training. I'd go out, and unfortunately, the 10 hours out of the 15 were all with zero wind, so I did a lot of running. On um, the last five, I figured out when to go out when the wind was a little bit heavier so I can actually not have to work as hard. And, yeah, it was, it was about 15 hours of total kite training. Um, and then I did about two hours, hour and a half, with uh, the motor on my back with it on simulating some pre – takeoffs but never actually taking off so i had i had a decent amount of practice before i took off for the first time okay yeah uh and had you seen videos of how oh yeah or, yeah yeah countless numbers countless numbers countless, yeah yeah same here I, i've been watching it for five years i'd say now and uh I, i'm quite confident to to go up not that we can here uh, because it's regulated, so uh, I'll have to do some form of training to get into the air. But I've got my PPC, so you know, transitioning over. Uh, once I've got the kiting hands down, I'm confident. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's good, hey, Bill. Good, to, good to speak to someone that that is self-trained, uh, just to, from your perspective of how how you've done it. So, yeah, well done. Thank you. Hey, Bill, just curious. Were Travis Burns and Kyle Mooney at Aviator when you trained there? Uh, yeah, they were there, but they weren't okay. technically working for them anymore. They had already okay. um, branched off, okay. started one-up adventures. Got but I, I got okay. to meet them, and I got to watch Kyle Mooney fly for y'all that don't know him, he's, you know, one of, I don't know, six or seven people in the world that could do the infinite tumble with a motor on their back. And uh, it's, it's pretty incredible to watch. That was my first day watching paramotors you know, in person, was watching Kyle Moody. It's crazy. <laughs> um, here's a here's a little blast from the past. I just want to show you a little something, something. Who Who's this guy? Who is that? Who is that? Oh What's yeah, cool major. Oh, you talking about the guy in the blue shirt? I see. Guy in the blue shirt. No, yeah. the, the the white dog takes over precedent. That's for he, sure. What? He always did, man. No uh, doubt. You ain't gonna tell me. <laughs> I'm surprised you guys still talk to me after uh, you know losing him. <laughs> June June sixth of 2017. Don't jump! Don't jump! That, yeah, that was my very first trip out after I retired, man, and. uh so we, we were on an adventure. 
big hole in northern Alabama. Look at you. You got like you got the old beard thing going on there, Brian. That's the blind bear. I'm like, what? I had the beard going for about 10 years until I lost a little bit of weight. No, I was going to say, wow. it looks like you got a few extra pounds there, uh, Brian. I, yeah, yeah, I shipped them down under, Walter. I sent them to you, man. You, you know, what, well, I was, what, what, else, what I was saying is, look at how young he looks. And you guys are talking about how his beard and how fat he is. Come on. He looks young. That's what I was trying to get at. Yeah, he looks like he's like 30. You're <laughs> trying yeah. to say he looks old now? <laughs> I was trying to say, look at this young guy. Nobody said fat. Oh, I ain't worried about it, man. Hey, word. I, I was down to 185, 179 at one point, uh, but I was holding right at 185 when I broke my leg, man. I put on 30 pounds. I've lost 10 or 15 of it, but it's you know it's it's always a struggle, man. You know, uh, the the secret is when you got more weight on you, you just got to run faster. I'll figure that out. <laughs> break your leg. Just break your leg again. Oh God! Don't I did get some training that. wheels. Yeah, don't mind. Do that. Yeah. I was like, "Don't do that, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't do hey, that Brian." For the for the record, I was one eighty five in high school. Yeah, I hear you, man. Well, soon as Brooke Brooke uh, from our show is is right now. PPG Pirate is out west getting his instructor training in, and uh, as soon as he gets back to to North Carolina, he's gonna uh, be teaching people how to transition to trikes and doing tandem certifications and uh yeah so i'm gonna be his first customer man i'm gonna, I'm gonna learn how to fly a trike as soon as he gets back in about a month or two just in case you guys didn't know trikes are sexy brian are you going over the dark side are you gonna yeah dang hey man. come on now hey. will i'm telling you everyone seems to be doing that yeah, they are, Doesn't everybody have a trike hidden away in the closet nowadays? Is it no, just me? No, I wouldn't admit it if I did. I, <laughs> I, I wanted to waiting uh, on my new trike. Are you getting a trike? Yeah, I ordered one from Matt. I ain't seen it yet, but I did get the motor. 250? Tired. Tired. 250, John? What's that? I said, is it a 250? No, 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 no. It's, it's just a little, one of those little tiny trikes. I'm going to fly with uh, Adam. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Is, is it the little trike thing that fits on your pair motor or is it? Yeah. Yeah. A whole, okay. Yeah. Because I know for yeah. about $1,500, you can get yourself an, uh, a, a, a universal trike thing that. Trike. Is that what it is? A retractor? Well, yeah, there's a bunch of different ones. Wasn't it um, Pirate that did the retractor title? Or was it Gorilla? Yeah. Gorilla. Uh, retractor right, I think, is a Gorilla. Someone in the chatter talking about me. Okay. About my leg. Yeah, I think Retractor Trike fits <laughs> on a couple people in the chat. Didn't even know I didn't have one. DP, hit mute. We can hear I just, you. I just muted him. Uh, never just... mind. You just unmuted yourself. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. Yeah, I, I had right. this on. I had mine on mute. No, nope. no, you didn't. Just, yeah, just obviously, I didn't. But you, you it, just had it, the. Uh, you just had the um, the video off. Retract the trike. That was with Gorilla, right? Is that correct? That I remember yes. him. Yes. That was pretty cool. I haven't seen PPG Gorilla lately. Is he doing videos? I haven't seen anything pop busy. up. I've seen him on Facebook. Yeah, I've seen 
on Instagram. Yeah, he's got a few rounds. He's Rusty Biscuits. Haven't you seen that one? Yeah, Rusty Biscuits. He used to put out yeah, a bunch no, of videos. I don't see anything. Gorilla, Gorilla does the uh, 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 Tucker Got impression. Ah. Hey, you and didn't see that, Brian? You didn't see that show? You didn't see that? Oh, you got to watch that. It was hilarious. It's yep. hilarious, man. Yeah, so you had Tucker Gott, you had uh, Kyle O'Glee, you had uh, David Wolf. Who Who are the other ones? Todd. Uh, um, uh, Kyle O'Glee. Yankee Paramotor. It was hilarious, man. And they had other people playing, you know, those people. But, but especially the one that was the funniest, I thought, was the Tucker. <laughs> Yeah. So, Sharky, Sharky in the Sky has a question for the group. Have you ever flown over the weight of your glider? Raise your hand. Well, yeah. if we raise our hands, it, it won't show up. <laughs> um, unless the person's talking, right? I have, I've only flown, well. Uh, it's, it's on group view right now. They're seeing there, okay. everybody. Well, I have, I have never flown anything but a 30 meter in class and then i've got my 27 meter um link to which i'm clearly not overweight on but uh <laughs> ken staney raised his hand and said kylo made me do it <laughs> <laughs> no. ken, ken staney have you gone to have you gone to your kentstaney.com yet go there real quick and check out where it goes you'll dig it Goes to uh, you porn. No. <laughs> um, I've I've uh, flown a twenty three meter wing, but that's when I was being towed up at the SIV class. So I was yeah. really really heavy. Mine is a twenty eight meter, and me all up is okay. When you're looking at your weight range on a wing, you have a weight range usually that uh, your all up should be in. A little bit past that on the higher side, it's an extended weight range that's considered expert, but it's also a weight range. And then once you go past that, then it's dangerous. So, so isn't an ideal weight loading around 80%? Well, that's the thing though. When you look at your weight range, you have a weight range and then you have, uh, it, it, isn't it? Well, let me look real quick. I think it's like an extended weight range. And there's a paragliding, there's a paragliding weight and a motor weight. Right. Yeah, you got that, but also let me look. Oh, ozone.com is not ozone. Huh, how about that? I trained and flew the first year on a wing that I was overweight on. Not by much, but a little bit. Let me let me look at this and I'll come back to you guys. How many kilos over were you, John? Uh, just a few. Uh, without fuel, I was exactly at the top end of my wing. So if I put fuel in, I was over. Yeah. Just changes your glide ratio and you're going to land a bit faster. That's all. Yeah. And then when I bought the second wing, I bought the same type of wing. I just went a size larger. And life was so much easier taking off and landing. <laughs> yeah. So did everybody do the math on their wing when they bought one and, you know, make sure Absolutely. they were in the weight range? 
Absolutely. No. Nope. I have to be honest. I did not. I didn't, I didn't either. Slide on my uh, instructor. Yeah, I, I did. I did. I did the exact same thing. I, I was told, "Hey, this wing will make you happy." I said, "Okay." I hooked in and I took flight, and I was like, "Holy crap, I'm happy!" And <laughs> it's been almost a year and almost a year and a half, I guess. I don't even know, um, but I'm still absolutely happy with that wing. It it just it does everything I ask it to do, and and I haven't even ventured into doing like wing overs with the trims out or um, anything like that. I mean, I do fly straight with my trims out, but I don't I don't get into any of that other stuff with the trims out. But I mean, I'm still I'm still trying to figure out the wing when it comes to you know trims all the way in and doing wing overs and stuff it, it gets it gets a little spicy from time to time i, I laid jp the hit the brownie with uh what? my trim out at one notch you did what Brian? today for the first time i'm working on my flare um uh, always trying to get better and i landed with my my uh, on my spider three the trims out one notch and it, it definitely gave me more flare authority coming in what were the conditions, Brian? What were the winds? Uh, basically, new wind. Really? I'm going to have to All try right. I've just been coming in fast, man. Trim's neutral on my spider. And I haven't shortened my brake lines from the factory on the new wing. So I need to shorten them about four inches. And, and then, uh, but I was just experimenting around today. And it definitely made a difference. Uh, one notch of trim's out. I got to set mine out too. My my brakes are so long that I'm not hardly getting any flare when I come in. Use your feet, John. <laughs> oh, I use my feet all right. It was dark too, man. I couldn't see nothing. <laughs> oh, man. Allegedly. How do you get your feet and your brake toggles? That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> use your feet. What about? Right. What about no, like real, real, real quick, guys? Let me let me show you this, then I'll I'll stop sharing so you guys so we can just talk. When you look on your like this is my Gin Vantage uh, three. If you look in the specifications, the technical specifications, you have your uh, of course your certification, your certified weight range for paramotor, but you also have an extended weight range for paramotor, which is considered like the advanced weight. So if, yep. as you can see, the regular certified range is 115 to 150 kilograms and the extended weight range goes up to 160. So over 160, it is way out of a certification um, between 150 and 160 kilograms. You're in the extended weight range, um, which is kind of like uh, gives you more uh, carvy. So you can have more carve. So when people want to have like a, uh, you know, go down in, in, in like a size or something to get more carvy, look at that extended weight range. You're still within the range, but now you're just, um, you're able to, to carve that wing a lot more. You have way more agility. Exactly. I would put that extended range at 160, an example you, you gave, I would make that my baseline. 160 is 100% loaded weight. And then, and then do the math below that down to 115 kilograms and, uh, you know, find, find out where that 80% is. Cause that's where I always heard, you know, these are actual 
um, weight numbers, kilograms. So right. So you'd, you'd so what you just a man person? Yeah. So what you'd want to do is you want to take the 150 kilograms, and that should be your 100 um, percent, because your okay, extended weight because your extended weight range is more along the line of uh, your advanced weight for advanced uh, features of it because it's more carvy. So if you are on a, Brian, what size wing do you uh, fly usually? I'm on, a, I'm on a 26 Spider 3 right now. So a 26 meter, and then we come down here to the certified weight, 105 to 135. So that 135 kilograms, whatever that is in pounds, I'll have to ask Siri. I don't know what that is offhand. Um, so you have that weight range. That would be your 100% that you'd want to actually go off of when you're actually trying to find your all-up weight for your wing. Because once you cross over that 135 to 145, your wing is, uh, it acts different. Um, when I load it up, um, it is extremely carvy. I mean, you barely pull the brakes and, and you're carving the sky. And uh, it makes for taking off and landing different also. So that's something that you might want to check as far as when you're looking at wings too. look at your extended weight range to see where you are really in that hundred percent range, you know, that, that, that zero to hundred percent. Where are you about that? 85. One kilo is 2.2 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got the math part. Um, no, but what you're saying, Sean, is the uh, extended part is beyond the 100% um, rating. Yes. So 150 to 160, that would be like uh, 105% rated, loaded. Right, but it's still rated up up to that um, to that extension. Gotcha. So over that 160 kilograms, now you're into the dangerous part because now when you start doing maneuvers now you're putting on a lot of extra g's that that wing is not designed for so you start doing it really hard for it to reinflate all right so you start doing a wing over or you start doing a barrel roll and now the g's are so strong that it can actually rip the five the fabric itself or you know snap a line yeah and mark h brings up a point i was just about to make acid Overloaded wings are more dynamic, but if you have a collapse like you would in an SIV, um, the vent will also be more violent. So, yeah, basically, if you're overloaded on your wing, um, it's gonna when it does collapse, it's gonna be way more dramatic, I believe. And when you're underloaded, it's a lot easier to recover too. Right. When you're underloaded, you could you're more floaty and have the op, the possibility of of losing the tension in your lines and depending on what maneuver you're doing your wing could you could wrap up in your wing easier underloaded so so, Ch so chucky on a 30 meter wing yeah. when, he's, when he's 175 pounds is that what you weigh about 175 One, 195 200 about 200 pounds that's uh that's bless you Mida could be dangerous if you get into a situation i did i've tried some carving where i've had some i've had some like i've tried to do some wing hours on this wing and it really does not want to do it with me i ended up trying it with my trims out and i had my front left corner of my wing actually collapse and it reinflated instantaneously 
And I was actually trying to, re I ended up re replicating that two more times just to kind of see why it was doing it. I tried it with my trims in and my trims out and it continued to do it. And I think it's just because I was way underloaded on the wing and it just, it was not, it's not a, a dynamic wing for my weight. Were you, were you pulling outside? What's up? How high were you when you were tipped to these? Maneuvers? Oh, I was at like 4,000 feet. So well, were good. you pulling? Were you pulling outside brake when you were doing your wing overs? Um, the way I can explain it would be I'd, I'd pull left brake. I'd wait for myself to counter. I'd pull that right brake. I'd wait like for the perfect time. I was like kind of just trying to target that swing. Like right when I got to the sweet spot, pull back to go the other way. And then right at the last second, I'd pull that. I'd pull left brake. Let's say I want to do a left wing over and I'd, I'd apply a little throttle and I'd, and I'd be able to flop over, but I'd have a front left wing collapse during doing it. So I kind of try to tend to stay away from that right now until I, uh, get training i'm not really trying to do any acrobatic stuff now so well, no i'm saying when you're doing wingovers, you're What's when, when you're swinging to the left you yep. actually pull you pull a little bit of right break if not you'll get collapses yeah. really well see that's something i didn't know yeah. so no i did not pull any right break when i'm trying to do a wing over going left pulling left that, break that yeah. would be why so when you're, when you're when you're swinging to the left i'm sorry to the right you're going to hold a little bit of right break as you're holding a lot of left break yeah. and then hold that as you start pendulum back. And then you do the opposite. Um, if not, you will get a wing collapse almost every time okay. when you start That's getting awesome. in. That so makes sense. take the pressure on the opposite side. Right. There's, yeah, there's, a, there's actually, what's that, John? I said, it, it just unloads lines when you swing up like that. That's why you got to keep the pressure on there. The weight right. comes right off of it. Gotcha. Makes sense. Um, Sean, look up um, the the link two and see what the weight for the 27 meter is. I'm kind of curious of where I'm at now that I lost, <laughs> that I lost a couple pounds. For, for which, for which, which wing? The Nuviak link two. When did you lose your weight, uh, 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 Sean? When I, when I decided when I start, decided to not drink until 8 o'clock at night, I, oh. I lost uh, 18 pounds. Wow. I'm actually, I actually have to wear a belt now for all my clothes. But were you drinking? Were you drinking buttermilk or what? <laughs> no, I, I would start drinking when I got home at 4 o'clock until midnight, and then uh, – so between four and eight, I save, I don't drink four or five beers. So that's four or 500 calories a night right there. There you go, man. You got eight hours of sleep, eight hours of work and eight hours of drinking. That's a well-balanced day. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it works out perfect. <laughs> you said you got a 23 meter? 27. 27. I'm still looking. No, look away. Look away. While he's looking, um, any just quick advice type pointers for me? I have a uh, a kiting wing being sent to me. Um, I'm getting one of the Bruce Goldsmith uh, seeds just to get some ground handling in before I actually go for training. Um, hoping to have uh, one or two people that, that do fly to help me with that, but just in case I go solo down to you know the field um any any words of advice as far as uh you know don't go out if it's above 
six miles an hour or anything like that. Oh, that seed, that seed is what, a 14 meter wing? Yep. Oh, you'll be fine at 15 miles an hour wind. That's the, that thing, that wing's not going to pull you anywhere. No. No, you'd be all right. I weigh about 210 right now. Um, Wear a helmet. I'm gonna, yeah, I already have the helmet. So I'm gonna get, a, get a bicycle helmet. Works perfect. Put my GoPro That's on it. Got. Those hiding wings are, are real, real fast. <laughs> so when you're training with a kiting wing, it's harder. About that also is to know how to how to control the wing in a gust. I mean, like how to keep the wing from getting away from you. Because now with that wing, you probably don't, you don't have a whole lot to worry about. I just ate something, so I've got <laughs> something stuck in my throat. But um, uh, you know, like wrap the bees or whatever. I mean, just know how to control the wing and if you have to. That link I just posted in the Zoom chat, that's your uh, manual for your for your wing, just FYI, like 27 okay. pages. I thought you were going to share what the, what the um, weight I'm, is on there. I'm still looking for that. They hey, Sean, you guys do, Sean, you guys do this every Monday, correct? Yes. Okay. I'm going to have to get going. I'm going to tune in with you guys next Monday and just uh, listen for the next viewer. So yeah, I really absolutely. appreciate, appreciate absolutely. you guys having me on. And, and you're on our guest chat. So, you know, you can see whenever we're on and you're more than welcome. Jump on anytime and hang out in the background. So. Absolutely. And we appreciate, right, well, I, appreciate, I appreciate you guys having me. Well, we appreciate you jumping on, sharing your story, letting us, you know, uh, go over that video and asking you, you know, some pretty, some pretty um, interesting questions and uh, you being a sport and answering them. Uh, we appreciate you. And, uh, you know, this, this is a big family. I don't think that you'd have to worry about going to a fly-in or, or hanging out with other paramotor people and uh, anyone thinking anything less of you. I mean, you're, you're one of the family. You just, uh, you know, started before school, which a lot of us are kind of jealous because we had to wait so long. <laughs> yeah. but, we, but we appreciate you, man. Thank you for jumping on and, uh, you know, welcome yeah, sure. to jump on anytime. All right. Appreciate it, guys. I'll talk to you guys next Monday. Good luck at training. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you, Chuck. Cheers. Okay, so, so we have we have probably the most important question that was asked tonight from Sharky in the Sky. He wants to know, Shane, what kind of beer do you drink? Well, <laughs> I forced myself. Hold on. I forced myself to drink the crappiest beer because it has the least amount of calories, which is Bush Light. My favorite beer which is about 195 calories of beer. Kentucky barrel bourbon ale. How do you know that? Huh? Holy crap. <laughs> oh, DP's got to wake up all all the My favorite beer is Lexington Kentucky bourbon ale. Um, it's mm. a damn good beer, but good Lord, it's got some calories. Indeed. It'll grab you by the boo-boo as well. Yes, it will. 8.5... Eight, 8. Uh, percent alcohol it you don't I, drink I too many eggs. so i can drink bush light all day long and be just fine but i drink a couple of them <laughs> those lexingtons i'm i'm out of here dude i'm going to bed <laughs> so your, your maximum all up weight is 374 pounds oh i'm nowhere near that i'm on the light 
So I'm I'm two fifteen now, and then I got a moster. Um, so we're looking at fully loaded, maybe seventy pounds, without fuel. And you got a weight range from 105 to 170 kilograms. Your maximum speed is 56 miles an hour. That's a big, uh, big ranging weight. So, so what am I? What, so with fuel and everything, what? Do you, what's my motor weight with fuel and 11 liters of fuel? You should know. I don't know. I just get in it. How, how many? How many? How many gallons? Because a, a gallon of three. gas is about six pounds. I would say two and a half. So three. Or three gallons? Okay, let's say three gallons. Uh, two point nine. That's about eighteen pounds. And then I'm two fifteen, so that puts me back at the two thirty five mark, so roughly. You're at two thirty three. And then my it motor. At about 70 altogether, yeah. I'd say 70. Oops, I guess it'd help if I didn't put minus. So, 70 plus how much 215 you weigh? Yeah, plus the weight of your um wing to uh, 295, maybe five pounds plus. Your eighteen pounds. You're only at three hundred eight. Um, I mean, you got to think about your boots and your shoes and your all up weight type of stuff too. You know, I mean. Um, okay, so we're talking about two twenty, two twenty two. Twenty. I mean, even if you brought your dog with you, it'd be two fifty. You're still way under um, your weight range. So bring your dog up next time. You'll be fine. Okay, yeah, I need a hundred ten pound Rottweiler. Sure. <laughs> Shane, you fly in shorts and thongs, don't you? Thongs. Shorts and what? Oh, I thought he said thong. He did. I was like, I was like, this son of a bitch has got a camera in my trailer. <laughs> That's what they call out here, thongs. Yeah, I know. We, we call them thongs too, but I wasn't sure if you understood what the same meaning was. <laughs> Oh, real quick too, Shane, just to make you uh, even happier. I looked under your certificate. Oops, wrong one. I looked under your certificate here. And uh, it says that your maximum takeoff weight is 267 kilograms. Wow. Really? What? 267 kilograms? 267 That's times over 500 pounds. I'll tell you that right now. 587 pounds so i could actually fly with tandem with somebody that's like a grizzly bear video that tugger made i think mm -hmm. you can take off so, with a grizzly that's why my takeoffs are so smooth because i don't have to run that much yeah i'm not sure you're trying to screen share there sean but there you go uh yeah it said it said it's paused i don't know why and your glide ratio would be right up so engine out you should not worry about it Oh, no. Did you not see my mile high video? I literally, it took me 22 minutes to get to a mile, and then it took me 32 minutes to land. Yeah. <laughs> Without an engine. <laughs> Without an engine. Correct. Oh, man. Hey, guys in the chat, I appreciate the information on the brakes and uh, using the speed bar trims out. 
Um, yeah, I, I've looked over the manual and with the spider ozone wings, you're not supposed to touch the brakes when you got trims out on speed bar. Now, if, if you're just trims out and not on speed bar, you can use your brakes all you want. Um, and talking to all the instructors and stuff at Aviator, every new ozone wing they get right off the factory floor, the first thing they do is shorten the brake lines by four inches. So based on that, some measurements I've taken um, and reading the manual, I'm going to shorten my brake lines about three inches, and uh, we're going to go from there. Appreciate all the feedback. Um, I wonder if I can shorten mine up a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm asking that. Go ahead. You could just take a rat, and you'd know then that taking a four inches won't won't harm them. Yeah. Every time that I land, I take a wrap, so I know I can shorten mine. Yeah. Why do, do you, you do that, Sean? What's that? Why do you do that? Um, when I come in for a landing, mm -hmm. I like that. I like that extra. Um, brake authority because when I come in, I usually come in and I do a foot drag and I just keep on foot dragging until I want to go. And then when I pull brake, I need all that extra um, flare authority to stop me. So um, it's, it's a, it's a okay. nice gentle landing. Super stupid question. Uh -oh. How do you take a wrap with a throttle in your hand? That's I, what I, I was going to say. I literally stuck my, my throttles in my left so, hand. I so, take my right hand through, no problem, but the throttle's in the way. What do you do? So let me grab some cord here, and I will show you. Pretend that this little throttle. thing is a throttle. Okay. And I got my, my risers. So what I do is with my brake is I... So I hold on to my throttle with my uh, um, index index. and then what I do is I take this and I wrap this around my three my three fingers. That way I still have that's, my trigger. That's what I figured. I mean, I tried putting my entire throttle through the brake handle while it was stowed at brake. No. And it's just it's awkward. It doesn't feel right. That's that's the only reason I haven't wrapped my brakes and landed yet. Just wrap your hand and you, you go up. And, and really what it does is it puts your arms higher. That's why a lot of people like the brakes longer so their arms aren't stretched up. You, you, well, you can you also let the trims out too because as you let the trims out, the trims go up, which means now the brakes are up here. So now when you pull, you have lots of flare authority. So you can come in really hot with your trims out and then as you're pulling, you can just, just slow down. So you can do the same thing like that instead of taking a, a wrap. Oh, yeah. But yeah, sure. not too... He's pointing out a lot of stuff in the chat about you know, shortening your brake lines. I, I, I agree with everything you've said so far. I would never shorten my brake lines by 14 inches. What? Uh, 14 but, inches? Let, yeah. oh, the only way to do that, to do your brake lines, is to go up in the air... Yep. Let your trims all the way out and yep. then mark exactly. where your brake lines are at. Otherwise, you're just guessing. Yeah. Yeah. If you, you get you, them too short, it'll be a out. problem. But actually, you need to be on speed bar, too, um, to effectively measure it. Because yeah. your speed bar changes the angle of attack. Your trims change the angle of attack. So if your full trims out and your you know, speed bar on, 
and you pull your brake and you've got three inches of slack in it before the trailing edge starts to deflect it all, then you, you can shorten those brake lines. Yeah. For sure. How much does but, a speed uh, bar cost? Because I don't have one and I'd like to get one. About between fifty and seventy dollars. Okay. And that's only because I've been looking for someone. Shane, I, I, Shane, I got one. Jade's not using. He will eventually. Jade, she's on a trike. She will eventually foot launch to the grocery store to get milk and eggs. I mean, not <laughs> eggs, but more chickens. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. The golden Where is Jade? I don't even yeah. see Jade. Yes, she hasn't been here for a while. She sits oh. behind me printing up tattoos. She didn't tattoos. Even say goodbye. Brian, didn't you say earlier that you landed with one one notch of trims out and that was better? Yeah, um, I was having a conversation with Todd Scandrick, uh, resurgence, on one of these chats uh, about you know landing and not having enough flare, shorten my brake line. Same thing we're talking about right now. And uh, he's like, Man, just you know, try to land and you know, instead of trims at neutral on a spider three, you know, uh, at the red lines, try one notch out, which is about one inch of trims out. And uh, I did today. Ooh. See the Spider Man logo. You turn it on the flash. The faster you come in, um, the more flare you have, basically. So you're coming in hotter, but you have more ability yeah. to slow down. If that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah, you can get a speed bar on Amazon for about sixty-five. You can get one about thirty-five on eBay. I don't know about you, but I don't trust eBay. Um, Eric, how much? How much you gonna charge me for that speed bar? Can I try it out at uh, saying about uh, thirteen days or so? <laughs> yeah, you can. You, you can have it. I don't. Uh, no, you don't give me nothing other than uh, a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Shane, I've got two speed bars I've never used. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm, my wing is fast. I, I get more, more people talk about how fast I am on my wing, and I'm looking at my wing with, with the, uh, what Sean showed earlier. You got a fast wing. Yeah. Yes. I, I, yeah. Imagine if I was heavy on that wing. Holy crap! I'd be coming in. I'd need a trike then. <laughs> Keep up a hay bale on the Spider Three now, brother. Yeah. I'm, dude, I'm ready. I, I've, I don't know if I trimmed out with, uh, with flying with you. I, I can't remember. I don't trim out unless we're doing, you know, something. Actually, I like to go trims out down low, but I fly trims really? out every time, unless I'm launching or landing. It just right. the wings more more dynamic. You know, I, I reach through the brakes. I grab the tip steerings. I love tip steering now. I, I don't have yet. tip steering. I don't have tip steering. I've never tried it yet. Dude, it carves so much better, man. It's you know, it without the dive, you've got the turn. It bangs. Right. It's just and then you got brakes and tip steer stowed away. You're just cruising along, you know, weight shifting, reach up there, grab the line. You don't even have to grab the tip toggle. You just grab the line, pull it a little bit. Man, it's perfect. We've camped I'm together. Like you need to grab the tip. Nice. <laughs> Jade's been busy. Yes, yeah. she has. Is tip steering more like a, a tabletop way of steering, like more parallel, and you don't quite get the carve? 
what's what's yeah, the event? If, if okay. Yeah, like if you're going to do some midday flying and you're going to be doing some thermaling, um, tip steering is awesome as you're staying up in the thermals because when you're pulling brake, you're you're diving down as you're turning. Yeah, tip steering, you're just kind of going horizontal. It, I mean, it, it is literally what it says it is. When you're on a brake line, it's, it's attached to your entire trailing edge. You deflate that trailing edge, and it causes you that side of the wing to drop and cause drag, and you dive. With the tip, it's literally just a tip, and you know, I can't explain it dynamically. <laughs> Even as a me mechanical engineer, I make him like explain it perfectly. But I saw you, that you DP. go in, you go I into the turn. <laughs> just the tip. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Jason, we're not PPG rated anymore, are we? <laughs> we're, we're always PPG rated, apparently. JP, getting back, getting back to that wing that you're getting, like John said, it's going to be so fast. When you get to your own wing, it's going to be so much easier and uh, slower. Good. Yeah. So you're, you're getting thrown in the deep end with something quick. Good. So Shane wanted to get a speed bar so he can go faster, even though he does have a fast wing. Is that what he said? So what? I got a truck that has twin turbos. I still want to go faster. Ah. <laughs> well, next time you want to go faster, make sure that you watch some videos on people going fast with, uh, with the trims out and speed bar and watching their wing collapse. Yeah, did you not? Uh, so be did careful. You not see the re uh, the the new video from that same person saying that uh, the manual says something about not shortening the brakes. They shortened the brakes and did all that, and then talk crap about the. Uh, Is that what happened? Yeah, it literally says in the manual not to shorten the brakes. They shortened the brakes, went to trims out. Well, that on makes these. sense. Just like just like Brian said, you know, or just like um whoever just said you got to push you got to go trims out and speed bar before you uh, shorten them but that was brian right yeah so if you go back and look at the uh the the collapse that was in that well actually i take that back so in case you guys didn't know tucker um put in a video about how fast he can go on the the cubic Today? i think it is yeah. and uh he had a complete couple couple a couple of back a collapse. A Kravava. <laughs> and, uh, I hate when I have a Kravava. So Me he too. just he just put out a video um, within a day or two, I believe it was, how uh, I think it was, was it Judson that he was flying with? Yeah. Literally. Yes, probably. Yep. Had a absolute horrific wing. His wing just folded up in flight. Oh, he had a, did, did, he throw, did he throw a reserve too? No, no. It recovered. He okay. recovered it, but then he went back and talked about um, on the recap. He went back and, and it says in the manual not to shorten your brakes. They say that they've shortened the brakes. That's why it happened. Oh, so forever I've been getting harassed by harassed people talking about how crappy the wing is because, well, it collapses in mid flight. I've never had this wing outside of Swanee. Um, getting into some real bad rotor. Um, I've never had this wing do anything but fly. And even 
at Swanee, I got in some real bad rotor, had two wingtip uh, collapses, but the wing just still flew. It still flew fine. Um, but I've never shortened the brakes on mine, and I've never messed with it. It literally says in the manual not to shorten the brakes. And that's what they did. They, so if I take a vehicle that's not designed to go over 65 miles an hour and I crash at 100 miles an hour, whose fault is it? It's mine. I want to know, I, I know how you got it up to 100 miles an hour if it only could go up to 65. I'm just that's saying, what... if, if you're able to get a vehicle or whatever past its limits and the limit is broken and you have something go wrong, whose fault is it? It's not. It's not the manufacturer's fault. No, I've, I've, it's interesting you just said that. I was just watching um, uh, Ridiculousness and people were going down a hill on a you know regular chair like this with wheels and uh, their wheels got so hot they burnt off and of course they, they fell. It's like, I wonder, um, could, could you sue the manufacturer for falling off at uh, 65 miles an hour because you were going that fast under a... Matt, Matt Minion has a... Uh... A vlog, I think he did 105 miles an hour, but that was down. But that was no, ground that was, speed. No, I think that yeah. was, um, uh, was that Mark Honeycutt did 109. Honeycutt. Yeah. But that, but that's ground speed. That's not airspeed. Your airspeed. No, really, yeah. So, yeah. so even though, you know, it says 100 miles an hour, he wasn't, his, he was not flying 100 miles an hour through the air. The yeah. the wind was pushing, probably doing seventy, and he did another thirty. Yeah. Which he gets up in some really crazy wind to do something like this. So you know, definitely, kudos and props to this guy going up to you know ten thousand feet to catch, you know, a jet stream at seventy miles an hour. Holy mm -hmm. crap! Who wants to do that? Not me. this guy. Mark, not me. You want to, Brian? Why not, man? They got hay bales up there. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they got Karaba Babas. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I, like <laughs> I was in the kitchen and I heard it. I'm like, man, oh, who wants a Karaba Babas? That was great, Will. <laughs> uh, that's hey. a new motor they got out by Viterazzi. Yep. Hey, Will, Will's talking a lot of stuff. Will's talking a lot of stuff about a, about, uh, Stuff he shouldn't be about to be sleeping in my trailer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Talking about being in a kitchen. He's gonna give you some run for your money as a chef. No, he may be sleeping. Wake up with a come <laughs> <laughs> I sleep well, long, long as we don't, as long as we don't see the video of that. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking about videos, have you seen Will's last one this morning? I did not, but I'm oh, going to. Uh, Will, can I ask you? Uh, you only just made it in between those poles, man. Yeah, yeah I can't believe I did it. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't know how I did it, but I did. I'm not going to spoil it, but I did and, make it. Obviously. And one, Is it one more question. Send or blend? How send did I tell you? Send or bend? Duh. Ben. Because, oh, ben. you know, Ben, it's at his place. Oh, Ben. Uh, or Ben. I read it as Ben. <laughs> oh, was that last weekend? Yeah. Your, 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 um, your thumbnails look the same, so when I see them, I, I can't really tell that I have or have not watched it.
Hey, just just for the record, we have royalty and the uh, chat. PPG oh, yeah. pirate is in the house. What the pirate made it? Oh, tell him to come on. Tell him I said happy birthday. He he's in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Hey, dude, he shares a birthday with you. Happy birthday, Will. Thank you, man. <laughs> yeah, Will. I saw that. Thank you, Facebook. Now I know everybody's birthdays. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, he, right? he's in Arizona right now getting instructor um, training. So basically teaching him how to be an instructor, not just how to fly. Damn. So he's his trike, he's getting his his uh, tandem and and an instructor rating. Does it, does it like one and the same? Or I'm not happen? sure. I'm, I'm not sure, man. I, I, I hate to speak out of place, but I know that he's getting more advanced training in Arizona to help him be an instructor. And uh, that's what his business is. You know, he's like Sean. He, he wants to do what he's passionate about. He wants to do paramotors, and uh, I think it's uh, wheelsupnc.com or something like that is is his business that's up and coming in North Carolina. So nice. I'm going to be one of his first students, and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Beautiful area to fly there. Yeah. Well, I, I, just, I just saw you. I just watched you, and that that was scary. <laughs> there I was. I know I was there, man. Wow. <laughs> you were there with a lot of uh, a lot of um paramotor peeps, weren't you? Yeah. Uh Todd well Todd Scandrett was there and uh Todd Falstad. And uh, Ben has some of I Ben had his instructor there and a couple of his friends. Dave a nice place there, he really does. Yeah, I'm sorry I missed that, man. I got I got an invite and uh, I had my shot at being in the inner circle and I couldn't make it. No, me, Will, Will. Question from Will. Will, tell me, how did I teleport to USA when I didn't know? I don't know, man, but you did somehow magically. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's he's talking about the video. I got on the show. Well, I, I appreciate your sponsorship. <laughs> What's fun? Yeah, we're gonna wrap it up about ten. Brooks in the house, man. Happy birthday! Hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. Loud hey. bro. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for the birthday wishes. Happy birthday to Will. Super stoked to uh, share a birthday with you, man. Yeah, me too. Birthday, bro. We, we really, we we really need to sing Happy Birthday. No, we really don't. <laughs> the last time we sung happy birthday, it was awesome. We need to do it again. Come on. <laughs> yeah, come on. There's two of them. How about oh, we Sean? just pick one person to sing it? DP. Three, two, one, go. Yeah. 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 Way to go. Way to go. No, I'm just kidding. Go, Dave. It's on you, man. Uh, no, he's got a happy good birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. We love you. Happy oh. birthday to you. Oh, man. Wow. Well, drink to that. Yeah. Well, and and that sounds stupid, but that's the one we sang. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, well. I'm impressed. You got yeah. that recorded, didn't you, Sean? Yeah, uh, it's recorded. All right. Wow. So, so people will be able to listen to this at uh, paratalk.org. 
You're probably listening to this right now on your favorite podcasting app, so we appreciate you. If you want to see the person that actually sung that, go over to clearproptv.com <laughs> and watch it. He's the drummer in the rock and roll band. And make He's sure you share it. one-legged song going on. <laughs> one-legged drumming. How do you drum with one leg? It's not nearly as easy as it used to be. No. No. I was going to say, yeah, you're with your foot, like, gone. Yeah, I, I need a microprocessor and, uh, with an ankle. Uh, yeah, which, uh, which leg's uh, missing? Uh, the lower right. Which oh, is my which is my drum. dominant foot? <laughs> Bass drum, oh man! Yeah, well, I play I play a double setup, but yeah, that's my dominant uh, my right. So yeah, it kind of sucks. Sucks about that drum. ankle. Double bass drum. Double bass drum. Uh, one bass drum, double pedal setup. Oh, I, I have there's, there's, there's two pedals with a cam that connects them, so I oh, only need one oh. drum, but I still get double pedal action. Oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. So just curious on your leg prosthesis. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to I meant to say <laughs> um, Jane, line, line. I know, right? <laughs> Shane, it's your line. Say it. Uh, <laughs> I tried to say a joke earlier, but I was keep getting interrupted, so I just let it go. Okay. So, um, what, what kind of technology do they have for, for you? I mean, like you said, something about, you know, the ankle moving or something. I mean, what exactly do you have and how does that, I mean, what's the most advanced, um, technology available for something like that? Right now I've got, um, the technology is really in the feet, not necessarily the, the socket part that connects you to the foot. Um, I have, three different feet right now. Um, the one I'm wearing right now, which is probably the one I'll train in, uh, it's just a real flexible uh, carbon fiber. Um, I also have, what's that? Three feet, you got one on the middle leg too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they call me tripod, Walter. <laughs> um, and the other one, I do have a blade uh, for like running and, and tennis and stuff like back. that. So uh, right. yeah, and another um, probably the the one that would help with the with the drumming and simple things like walking downstairs and stuff because right now your ankle is fixed, uh, but they do make feet with that uh, have microprocessors in them that kind of read uh, the motion and so that you actually get an ankle motion out of it, which is pretty cool, but those are, wow. those are big bucks. Um, and they're looking into what's called osseo integration, where they actually attach everything into your bone. Um, that's, that's being done right now. And it's really going to be, uh, something that I think a lot of people will take advantage of, uh, Do down the road. Because, the too, so you can control it. Um, with osseo integration, um, no, it's mainly just uh, for convenience because right now you have, um, you know, most people, you have a, a, a means of suspension, which means how does it hook to your stump, basically. And I'm a below knee amputee. Some people are above knee. Yeah. So I have my foot and then this titanium shaft and then a carbon fiber socket. And that's what my stump goes in. 
osseo integration would get rid of this entire part and this would go straight into the bone um and wow. so i wouldn't have to mess around with putting my leg on and taking it off all the time which is a real pain in the ass will it have bluetooth or in the leg What's that? <laughs> <laughs> will will bluetooth integration. I just, will yeah. i just want to say you're an asshole <laughs> reminding me man hey brooke how's the training going so today was our first day with students so we've got five new students here scott and i are assisting the training with uh noah rochetta things are going great we've got a female pilot in the group today after the first day we've got five pilots doing reverse kiting, forward kiting. They're all nailing everything. So everything's going really good with the students. We've got another uh, seven days with the students as assistant trainers. And at the same time, Scott and I are also being trained on the side by the Rochetta brothers to get our instruction. So there's kind of two things going at once. We are assisting in this class right now, teaching five people. And we're also getting our teaching done at the same time. Right on. Two birds. So yeah, it's going great. Uh, it's pretty hot out here. The desert's a different terrain. We got mm -hmm. some first flights in here this morning. So uh, yeah, things are looking great. Um, we'll give you an update next week. We'll be here till next Monday. Brooke, uh, uh, how did you go with reverse uh, trike? Was that easy? No. <laughs> No reverse striking, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. Not yet. I could see it done on a retractor trike, something like, uh, I don't think it'd be very difficult. Yeah, hey, Brooke, it sounds like you're doing something um, akin to like an internship for to be an instructor, like they had an aviator. Um, you're you're yeah, doing so this with the Rochetta brothers in Arizona, is that right? Yeah, it's Epic Paramotor. They teach out of Utah and Arizona. We are right next to a, a native um, territory for the Ak-Chin Reservation. And so we're flying next to a pretty busy airport on a really dusty, dirty field. Um, it's a unique place. I've never been in anything like it. Uh, but yeah, that's what we're doing. It's, it's a pretty cool place. Is it really windy? Because, you know, Linda could probably tell you better than me, but, you know, my few trips to Arizona, every time I've been out there, it was very windy. Yeah, so we were kiting in 18-mile-an-hour winds tonight with speed wings and, like, the ozone groundhog. And it was – I mean, I've never kited in wind like that. And it was absolutely gotcha. insane, but these small wings handled it. And the students, after being exposed to that much high wind, they nailed it. It was pretty impressive. The wind really allowed these students to dial this stuff in in a really short amount of time. And I was super impressed. It was windier than I thought that we should be in at first, but it, it worked out perfect. Dude, I'm going to lean on you, man, because I want to go out west and fly a lot of these places. So learn what you can about Arizona while you're there, because you know, I've literally been there when there was 40-mile-an-hour crosswinds and almost blew my camper off the road. And uh, I can't imagine flying a paramotor. Mm -hmm. But 
you know. Yeah, well, you know, this is also the site that, um, unfortunately, Dustin was at um, for his last flight. And so there's a lot of emotions here. There's a oh, lot. Man. There's just a lot going on. And so, um, well, I'm just really happy to be here. Um, Safety is number one. And uh, I just can't wait to get back to the East Coast with this new experience and come back and, and share that with others. So uh, good to talk to with you guys about it tonight. <clears throat> hey, Brooke, uh, can I ask a question? How do you drive your, your plantation around? Is that so no one pinches it? <laughs> well, you know, you always got to carry some green with you no matter where you go. <laughs> is that how you're paying for training? Walmart again? Well, gentlemen, I gotta get back to driving. I uh, look forward yeah. to talking to you guys for more. Yeah, thanks hey, for Brooke. the update. Yeah, appreciate the update, man. Say hi to Scott, man, and uh, best of luck to y'all, man. Safe travels. Yeah, and um, Noah Rochetta would love to be on the show sometime, so we should get him on. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You set the date, brother. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Drive safe. Later. Walter, you stole my thunder. I was going to ask him how he's driving a grow house. <laughs> I thought the same thing, but I figured it had been asked before. <laughs> so that. I had to throw it in there, Shane. I'm taking your punchline. Sorry. You remember the joke yet, Shane? <laughs> what joke? You had a joke and then... Some sort of a cripple joke, Shane? <laughs> uh, tell Timing is everything, man. You, you tried to say it when it meant to be said. <laughs> yeah, it's over and done with now. Right. Oh, I remember now. You said that uh, you lost your dominant... It, it, you, your right was your is your dominant leg, and I said was. Ah. <laughs> He's not funny now. Seriously, not, no, not funny. Why, why did you yeah, timing is everything. Now, when now he said just, that, I was like, well, at least you got your left leg to kick hay bales with. But I, I kept my mouth shut too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Dave, have no I, desire to be a double amputee. That's for sure. Dave, I I, I oh, will I tell you right it. now. I will tell you right now, I absolutely respect your wanting to do this sport. And I I know I know for a fact you will be an awesome pilot with no doubt. Um, Thank you. It, yeah, it, I hope seriously, so. I mean, after I found out that you played tennis and everything, I was just like, oh dude, that cutting and turning and, and running back and forth, you won't have any problems. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> Craig Taylor is 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 a role model to me and if he he makes it look freaking easy mm. and with with you having that that background of playing tennis and stuff you you you're gonna have no problem well i certainly hope so i have, I just, a, feeling, I have a feeling that you could outperform any one of us <laughs> in any sport yeah. there is something hey. i feel bad man I feel bad for the students in your class because if they start sucking, they'll be going like, that guy's only got one leg. He's kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> right. What am I doing break. wrong here? <laughs> you know, if he can do it, I can do it too. Mm -hmm. You know, but um, yeah. I, I got a question for the panel. What one 
trait or quality makes you a good pilot? My jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, best pilot uh, I mean, ever. <laughs> is, is it good training? Good, you know, the ability to launch, the ability to read the weather. You know, you know, what what's the one thing that makes you a good pilot? In your your opinion? You're only great in your own mind. Well, I can I, I can answer. Oh, go ahead, Shane. Let me let me answer that real quick. Um, my wife will tell you. I've always been good, not great. I've always been good at anything that I put my mind to. But when I first started this sport, I was horrible. And I actually, I, I was, if it wasn't for my wife, I would have quit on day three. Because I was not picking up the kiting. I was not able to maintain the wing above my head. And she told me if I quit, I'd never live with myself and she wouldn't live with me either. But um, she's absolutely correct. I mean, I, I was really hard on myself. And <clears throat> do I think I'm, I'm a great pilot? No. Do I think I get by good enough to not have crashed yet or broke anything? I think 100% that I'm just good enough. So I'm always looking forward to, to bettering myself and what makes me a good pilot, I, I honestly just want to say, I think it's my wife who made me realize who I am and, and pointed out that I don't give up. So I guess being a good pilot for me is not giving up and always willing to learn more. Mm -hmm. well, Shane, looking, looking back at all the troubles that you said that you had had with the kiting and how frustrated you were, you said you went and sat down and kind of had to get away from people. Now that you can do it without any trouble or anything, do you know what your issue was? Um, yeah, I just, <clears throat> I'm not good at things. When, when things don't go my way, I'm, I'm the worst on myself. If like it, it's bad. I, I, if I talk to anybody the way that I talk to myself, <laughs> I'd have no friends. <laughs> I mean, Same here. I, know what I, you mean, mean. I was, I was so bad in my head that that's honestly, I, I needed to get away. I needed to stop doing what I was doing. I was only making myself a worse pilot. Sounds like it was more stupid. mental than yeah. Technique. I mean, yeah, I'm just not I good at. Is, what's that, Brian? Hitting, I think you're hitting. You know, you're you're touching on the the answer that I'm looking for. I'm just curious what everybody's. Uh, you know, if you had one trait that you would think makes a person, not necessarily yourself, a good pilot, what would that trait be? Mental. The only, the only thing. The only thing I can think of, um, I know it was awful to when I first started. Uh, I kind of, I, I kind of self-taught, but I had a trainer that gave me the pointers and was in my ear for my my first three uh, flights in my solo. But I think me personally was I learned as much as I could. Before I took my solo, I read everything that I could. I memorized, you know, the FAR 103. I almost memorized the PPG Bible. I, I can pretty much tell you, you know, what is right and what is wrong. You know, um, as far as flying, like I said, I don't think that it's very difficult to fly. 
it's it's the it, it's knowing your airspace knowing your weather mm-hmm. knowing you know the the where you can fly um i think it's just i i i want to learn as much as i can and continue to learn you are totally touching on it too man it's, it's on the tip of your tongue but you have said the words i'm looking for <laughs> well i mean but, Will, but, but the best that's the way i feel personally about myself is like you know I, I want to be the best i can i know that i'll never be a master but i'll always be a student even if i am teaching you know i'm always a student because i can always learn something you know another technique another you know something new that i've never learned before you know i mean i can't do an infinite tumble so yeah i can eventually learn that i won't do that though but yeah i, I think it's just i don't think i don't learning. think those infinite tumbles and acro comes into being a great part no right because you can do all that shit and be reckless or stupid you know we, we are human and we we do make mistakes um, it's like to go beyond. What makes a great pilot, or what makes you a great pilot? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I mean, I'm not. I mean, I, I'm. For me, I guess I, I'd want to stay humble enough to, you know, keep learning and and always have the desire to become a great pilot. You know, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean. Sounds it's a like hard a question you're looking for there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think all of you, you know, kind of touched on um, what's going through my mind is, you know, I've always kind of heard and I agree with what makes a great pilot is is uh, a pilot that makes good decisions. And, um, you know, it comes down to like, you know, Shane was talking about, Sean was talking about, you know, getting your proper education, you know, learning weather, becoming a micrometeorologist. Mm-hmm. Um, all the different things that make allow you to make good decisions on whether or not it's safe to fly today or not, mm-hmm. you know, to go outside, release that balloon, you know, uh, you know, know, know to check windy apps, different things like that. Know that, you know, Hey, I just made three mistakes. And I'm getting ready to launch. Maybe I should sit it out today. Yes. You know, good pilots make good decisions and they need to be clear headed and, um, uh, you know, they need to be flying in the conditions they're comfortable with. You know, we're, we're, we're always going to be learning. We're always going to face new challenges. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can all sit back and, and make the good decision and not make a decision that's based on, hey, there's 50 people that want to see me fly today. I'm going to go fly. I'm going to break this rule and that rule. I'm going to go fly. And, uh, you know, that's not good decision making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Ryan, Ryan, I mean, your your um, what you did, let's say for argument's sake, with the with the hay bale, that doesn't make you a bad pilot, but I'm sure it's made you now a better pilot. You okay? damn right it has. We, we shouldn't say you shouldn't <laughs> say great pilot. You shouldn't <laughs> say great pilot. You should say a good pilot, right? Which I think everyone on this panel is. Right, you're a good. We're you guys all seem to be good pilots to me. Sure, we're all good pilots, hoping to be great pilots, educating ourselves to make better decisions. Yes, but do you have to be on the top of that pedestal to be great? No, not really. You know, that's putting yourself in a bracket, which is 
look 10 years down the road, 15 years when we're past, whatever, and someone said he was a great pilot. You know, you're a good yeah, pilot. I think a you're great all pilot, pilot would consider himself a great pilot. I, think I wouldn't that's consider what you would myself say about someone else, but I don't think a great pilot would call himself a great pilot. You know, no, no, exactly. And no, that's where you could no, be no. number I, I agree. No one would call themselves, you know, the best pilot in the world. And, and, uh, no. well, I'm, I'm, there's, there's one person. But no, is well. he, but, but, it, <laughs> okay, but are I, they really, but are they really the best pilot? <laughs> hey, D-Bad, <laughs> I will say, I will, I will say honestly, the Don't only thing that, hold on, the Don't only thing, I, no, 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 the only thing I've ever mastered in life was baiting fish. What? You're a <laughs> masturbator? Cha-ching! <laughs> <laughs> We're no longer PPT rated, guys. Man, We're talking about baby fish. That's still, that's still PPG rated. Well, so. exactly. it's, all in, it's all in the spelling. <laughs> <laughs> As David uh, Wolf says, you're a master debater. <laughs> yeah. The only deal in the house is my computer. <laughs> At least your computer won't ever crash or die. <laughs> or kick a, a, an owl or whatever it was. <laughs> oh my gosh. Fly through uh fly fly through seagulls. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Hey, did I tell you guys did I tell you guys the story about Jack being on the uh on the couch earlier today? Huh? I was yelling out. I was yelling at him. Jack off the couch. Yeah, Jack he told off the Jack. Couch. Yeah, I knew his coming. Oh damn! Hey Brian, did, did you tell <laughs> Red? I have my headphones on. Brian, did you tell Red the legacy he's going to live up to? No, I didn't. What, what, uh, what should I told him? No, you you need to tell them about about Big Brother and and what you expect from them because <laughs> if if you won't, I will. I'm just saying. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this: Red is already a chair dog. Uh, we got out of chair. He jumped right in it, and uh, he's up to about 45 pounds now. He's wow. Like Amen. He's he's like super tall and. Uh, he knows all the tricks, man. Sit, lay down, stay, shake, roll over. Um, actually, Dad's working on the putting the treat on his nose right now. He's actually getting pretty good at that. That's cool. That's nice. cool. That? I've said, never been able to teach a dog to do that myself, man. I don't have the patience, I don't think. But you said you um, said you're going to be on at Bad Apples, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be at Bad Apples, and I'm going to have him there at least a couple of days. We'll see how he does. Well, I plan on being in Bad Apple, so I'd like to meet up with y'all. And what? Yeah, I know you're going to be a moonshiner. Is you coming to Bad Apples, brother? Um, I don't have to work for the man, so <laughs> I don't have to request yeah. off. Got his own timetable now. Well, Sean, uh, my 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 house is on the way to Bad Apples from your house. So uh, if you need an overnighter on the way, man, like almost there, but not quite there. <laughs> I appreciate that. I um, my uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to take my car because I'm supposed to be getting a hitch for my car, kind of making one because there's none for the 2019 Honda Insight yet. 
um, or I'll be taking the Jeep, which is worse on gas. So hopefully I can get a hitch. And I then if so, uh, it, it's I comfortable to just lean back and sleep in. I love my car. Very comfy. Yeah, that's cool, man. By the time you come through, I'm already being apples anyway. I think uh, I'm going to get there early with Shane. Yeah, I think I'm just going to I think I'm just going to be there for like a Friday night and Saturday night, just two nights. That don't make any sense to me, but that's that's because I got, you know, I got a lot of things that I need to do. And um, I do have a couple of students. So it's not like it's it's like, hey, I'm not going to train you on Friday because I'm going to like leave and go to a flying. I think you got COVID again. You got you got to leave early. <laughs> Bring the students with you. Make it a field trip. Yeah, there you um, go. Yeah, it's possible. Set, I, set set them on the runway on nope. the LZ, and and whenever someone crashes, go. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it is possible. It is possible. One of my students was in the chat. I think Shane was chatting with them. So. Yeah. It's very possible that he can make it, but you know, there's we're still working on it. We got uh, 34 likes, 18 people are watching. Um, it is 10 o'clock now, and I know that I tried to end the show about now because what 11 o'clock is your time, Shane? Yeah, sure, right? I mean, that's when you want to get off the well, show. No, no, that's not. I mean, I'm here until. Whenever, but until the wife says, hey, I'm getting a shower, I'm like, oh, got to go. You got to go and scrub her back. Scrub her back. Yeah. And then as a relationship, you know, I scrub her back, she scrubs mine. It's all good. It really is. That's the way everything works. That you know what? Um, how about we uh, end the live stream and we just chat privately? That way we can talk more than just PPG. I mean, PPG rated. <laughs> with, with that being said, there's a reason why I installed two shower heads in the master bathroom. You know what I mean? Well, too bad, too. Gonna, too bad people aren't going to be in here and listen. Uh, my wife is already <laughs> saying that it's 10 o'clock. So how about we kill the live stream, chat a little bit uh, privately, and um, uh, just go from there. Sound good? Sounds All right, good guys. Week. Thank you very much for listening. This is Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. We appreciate you listening to this long, long podcast as always. Uh, you're probably listening to us on your favorite podcasting app. So we appreciate you. If you want to go over to paratalk.org, you can listen to us there. But if you want to see our pretty faces, you can go to clearproptv.com. It forwards over to ppgzone.com forward slash clearproptv. And it has the last episode and the current episode. Also has a form that you can fill out if you want something for free. If you want a free sticker, fill it out and say you want a free sticker. If you got a good paramotor joke, there's even a place that you can put your favorite paramotor joke because we want we want some paramotor jokes. Uh, anyways, uh, run over to ppgzone.com, make a profile if you haven't done so already. We're going to be going through that to do the spinning wheel of winning things. So if you're on ppgzone.com you'll be automatically entered. You don't actually have to be listening to the show. How about that? That's awesome. And if you're just listening to us and you can't watch this live, you can still win something from our spinning wheel of winning things. I want to thank everybody on the panel. I want to thank uh, Brian Haybill Waller. If you're watching this, he's given us some donkey ears. Is that donkey ears? Huh? 
<laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, we also got Never Trust the Skinny Chef Shane at pbgshane.com. Brian Haybell Waller at pbgbrian.com. We also got Walter in the house. He's upside down, and you can find him at pbgwalter.com. We also got DP in the house. We appreciate you, man. John Wayne's in the house. Howdy, dude. We also got Will Fly PPG and me, myself, and I, seansimons.com, ppggrandpa.com, seansimons.org, and there's a whole slew of other .coms, but we're not going to go on to that. Look down below in the description to see all these cool .coms that we got going on. Plus, we got Paramotor College. <laughs> that we are building up. So if you want to learn everything that there is to know about paramotors, go to paramotorcollege.com. Not right now. It's not built. Just bookmarking. Come back later. You all have a great night. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. And we'll catch you next time on PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, ClearProptv, paratalk.org.